If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Well, nothing has happened of note regarding Khalil Mack, so why don't we throw out a trade rumor? Why not? Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free Great quote. Back at it again. And the story, the NFL getting back at it, those exhibition football games. So stimulating last week, they're going to play even more this weekend. And we will react to everything. That's how we roll. But one of the storylines that caught my attention here the last day or so has been a whole lot of nothing regarding Khalil Mack. Now, the contract negotiation, which is really not the right way to phrase it. Right? Because the right way to phrase it would be there is no negotiation. Khalil Mack wants a new contract. The Raiders know they don't have to give him a new contract. And so we have a standoff. Khalil Mack isn't playing for the Raiders. The Raiders are doing nothing. They know they don't have to do anything because unless Khalil Mack is planning on going out and getting a real job, 
He's got no choice. He's going to eventually play for the Raiders this year. Maybe he'll miss a game in the regular season uh, or or two, but at some point he is going to play football, and the only place he's going to play football is with the Raiders, unless the Raiders decide they want to do something else. So this whole thing is stuck in molasses, and it's not going to change until we get closer to the regular season, which is still, unfortunately, many, many weeks away, and a lot of prognosticators, now I, not me because I am the distant relative of the great Nostradamus, are predicting that this is going to end badly for the silver and black attack. And since there is no closure, at least close to being on the horizon until the regular season comes around, that this has led to what? Banging of the drum for a trade of Khalil Mack. All right, the trade deadline in the NFL is October 30th. Very spooky. Right? Halloween time of the year right there. Ooh, scary. Scary, scary stuff. Get your Relax. pumpkin. Get your pumpkin ready. So between now and October 30th at the trade deadline, will Khalil Mack be moved? Now, there has been one team in particular that has been tossed out as a primo destination. I don't know if you've been following this or not, if you've heard. Uh, if not, perhaps you have not been paying attention. I can't blame you. I mean, how, how if you're not a Raider fan, who really cares about a random linebacker? I don't care how good you think Khalil Mack is. The greatness of the Raiders. Well, Mr. Davis has been gone for a while now. And even when he was around the last couple of years, not so good. So it is believed that the mystery team, which is not a mystery because it's been tossed around now, the echo chamber of sports conversation, the team that's been tossed out there is a Legit possibility for the Packers, the Green Bay Packers, I should say, with Khalil Mack coming to Green Bay and then the Raiders getting some draft picks. The mainstream media, you know, Roberto does not approve of that. The mainstream media says the Raiders would deal Khalil Mack to Wisconsin for a couple of blocks of cheese, Parmesan cheese, and two first-round picks. The Packers happen to have two first-round picks. Those would go back to Oakland. So Green Bay would use their own pick and a pick they got from the New Orleans Saints in the 2019 draft. That would go to John Gruden. All right, so let's discuss. So that's the that's the speculation, that the Packers are the favorite to land the services of Khalil Mack. If you were the Packers, would you trade that bounty to get Khalil Mack? Would you do it? Now I'm going to I'm going to look at this from the Green Bay Packers perspective. I'm sitting in Wisconsin and I'm just hanging out and eating cheese curds watching the Packers practice. 100% would I make that trade? Yes. And my viewpoint on this, you're playing the odds, you got the squeeze and the blessing. And we will bind all of this together. Now the first thing that comes into my mind here. You cannot have any trepidation if you're the Green Bay Packers front office in trading away multiple first-round draft picks. Khalil Mack has been an elite player. Now, you know, you can slice up the numbers and say, well, he wasn't as good last year as he had been the year before, but he's still one of the top defensive players at his position in the NFL, and he is a proven commodity. And you will be trading an unproven commodity an unknown for a known. You always win that. When you trade the unknown for the known, you win. It's Would you rather have curtain 
number three or a stack of $7,000. You'd rather have the stack of $7,000. That is a known thing. Draft picks, we've been preaching about this for many, many years. It's the old thing. It's a lottery ticket. It's a scratcher ticket. And, yeah, you could win a couple hundred thousand dollars. Some lotteries, you give out a million dollars on a scratcher ticket. It could happen. But it's more than likely the, the case that's not going to happen. And here's what's, what takes place in the draft. Every year, people get so excited at the combine. They have the, the season building up the hype for the NFL draft. And then, more times than not, you end up with, you know what you end up with? A marginal player. You end up with someone who contributes very, very little, doesn't provide any real value to an NFL franchise, and that's what you get in your first round of the draft. Now, that's not just my opinion. That has been proven out over time. Now, my evidence on that, you're playing the odds here, right? And if you, you can trade for an established good player who's not past the age of 30, let's say, you do it. Based on research, 48.5% of all Pro Bowl players were drafted in the first round. A lot of people like to talk about that stat and say, well, 48%, over 48% were drafted in the first round. You know what that means? More than 50%, the chances are you will not be getting an All-Pro that was drafted in the first round. And nearly 30% of all starters in the National Football League were drafted in the, thir- in the first round, right? 30%. That's a big number, close to 30%. But that also means that 70%, there's a 70% chance that you draft someone that doesn't even start based on those odds if you slice the numbers up. And while I'm not sitting here saying, well, the draft isn't important, of course it's very important, the, the, the fact that you don't have to pay top dollar to get most of the players in the draft, I get it, and team building but it's also blind dart throwing in the draft. So if a team like Green Bay can get Khalil Mack, who's shown that he can play well in the NFL for a couple of draft picks, and you figure both those draft picks are not going to be that high because the Saints think they're going to win the NFC. They're not, but they think they are. And the, the Green Bay Packers are confident that Aaron Rodgers, till he gets hurt, is going to be wonderful, and so they're going to win a bunch of games. So you're trading a couple of first-round picks that are likely in the in the 20 to 32 range to get a proven linebacker who can dominate for the next couple of years. Now, the second thing, the potential possible transaction between Green Bay and Oakland, it makes sense if you look at the front office. Both teams have new leadership, and you know, not to spend too much time dissecting that and perusing the front office, but John Green, we mentioned this a while back. I said there was a 40% chance from the Raiders' side that this ends up with Khalil Mack wearing a different set of laundry, but John Gruden wants to show who's the boss with the Raiders and that things are going to be different now with the silver and black, and there's no room for selfish players. Of course, any player that wants to get paid is selfish. That's the the rules of engagement. And from the Green Bay side of things, you got to squeeze as much out of the Aaron Rodgers toothpaste tube as you can before the expiration date. And while some are trying to sell the fact that this this is the new normal in the NFL, that Tom Brady can win an MVP past the age of 40, and he's still going strong conceivably into his 40s, that is not the normal. That is the outlier. If you bet on the outlier, if you bet on the exception to the rule, you will look like a donkey if you do that. Do not bet on the exception to the rule. The reality is that Aaron Rodgers has already passed his prime. He's going to turn 35 this season. You parlay that with a history of injuries. The clock is a ticket. And Green Bay's also got a new front office. There's a new guy 
running the Green Bay Packers. Brian Gutenkunst, good name there, he's the new GM of the Green Bay Packers, and he wants to put his stamp on the Packers as well. So, But that I will tell you that clearly from years and years of observing, as a neutral observer, doing radio over the years, the Green Bay Packers, this would be an unorthodox move for their stockholders. Not that the stockholders have any power, but it would be an unorthodox move for the Packers. That's normally not how they operate. They are buttoned up. They are conservative. They don't roll making trades of first-round picks to get veteran players. That's, that's abnormal for the Packers. Now, the final thing here, the Raiders have all of the leverage, and that hasn't changed. Just because there's rumors being tossed out, are they being started by the agent for Khalil Mack, the people representing him in his inner circle? It's a possibility. But the, the Raiders have everything in their hand. They can play hardball here. Khalil Mack is not going to go anywhere unless John Gruden gives his blessing that this is okay, this is what I want to do. And we've explained it ad nauseum. We'll do it again here. Khalil Mack, you don't feel sorry for him. You don't feel like he's getting the raw end of the stick. He's going to make $13.8 million. This is the last year of his rookie contract. And the Raiders can take their time. They can whistle Dixie. Uh, they don't have to do anything because the worst-case scenario here for, for the Raiders is they just franchise tag Khalil Mack for the next couple of years. They make him their franchise player. They don't have to pay him a ton of money, but it's one-year contract, one-year contract. And for Khalil Mack, that's a win, too. He'll actually, if he's smart about it, he would end up wanting to be the franchise player for the Raiders because he would make even more money than he's making this upcoming season for the Raiders, and he would do that guaranteed money for the next couple of years. You don't have to show up to training camp when you're the franchise player. Ask Le'Veon Bell about that. You don't have to go to training camp. So you just go through the motions, that whole thing. You show up for the regular season. You get guaranteed money. As long as you don't turn into a stiff and start sucking with the Raiders, you'll get the franchise tag the following year. And then, assuming again that you're not a bum and you're not pathetic and you're good, then you end up getting a, a big contract after that. So it's a win-win for Khalil Mack. You know, if you don't get an extension, the thing is the Raiders just keep placing the franchise tag. That's uh, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Is the the Cousins plan, the Kirk Cousins plan, with the Redskins franchise tag Cousins for two years, and then he goes to the Vikings and signs the biggest contract in the, in the planet at the time. With the Minnesota Vikings. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. On Fox, if you would like to be part, the lines are open for business. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. And you can be part of the show. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas, Garcia is right over there. Well, welcome back, Ben Maller. Well, thank you, Eddie. It's so so nice to be missed. I, I want to know, I, I, I knew I was missed when Koopa Loop walked right by me without even acknowledging that I was here, <laughs> that it was good to be back. That is the kind of producer we have here. No even, hey, Ben, how is your... Uh, how you been? Everything okay? Well, at least Roberto came over and said hello. So he did. He showed some courtesy, which yeah. was nice. Yes. Well, I was already here by the time you showed up, but uh, well, I was so, in the back. So I have a I have a question for you now. Yes. 
Well, are, are you talking about August 24th in San Berdu? Is that what you're going to ask about? I was not going to ask about that. we're going to be in San Berdu August well, I, 24th. I look yeah. forward to hearing the details yeah. of that at, at many times during the show. Yeah. Now, when you're out, I have no doubt you get tons of messages on Twitter and yes. emails saying, where the hell are you? you? Why aren't you here? Is it flattering that they miss you, or is it annoying that people lose their minds when you take a couple of days off? Uh, well, at first it's flattering, but then they, they don't stop. They badger, they, 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 whoever fills in, they could have Howard Stern and his prime fill in and people would rip whoever that is. That's that's the way it works. That's a little flattering. But then, then it morphs into, I'm like a factory worker or I'm like a trained seal, you know, and I gotta, I gotta entertain and I gotta, you know, it's like, come on. Dance monkey. Exactly. Exactly. But Do you want to uh, explain why you were out? Or? Well, there were some things I had to take care of. But I, I did, uh, before that, um, before I had to take uh, care of some business there, I did have some family in uh, a few days ago that were from, from the East oh, Coast. So very I was good. in with them. But uh, yeah, it was nice. So, so what's, up with, what's up with San Bernardino? We have any developments? Well, we're in. We're, in. Yep. Uh, we're be hanging out. It's going to be great. It's coming fast and furious. Your tickets are selling good on that. Our little section that we have there, the Maller Militia will Excellent. be all tied in there. So we're going to throw out the first pitch. Uh, I'm told that I will be doing something with the mascot costume. I don't think they realize how tall I am. I don't believe I'll fit in the mascot costume. So that's a bit of a problem. Uh, but it's going to be great. We'll have a wonderful time there on a Friday night in late August and we'll be chilling out. And, and we don't have to watch exhibition football that night, which is good. So oh, thank avoid, God. Yeah. Avoid that, that nightmare. And some people are already sending me messages on Twitter. Why didn't you start with the Dodger Giant, the rhubarb? Yeah. I think I know why. Well, I'm waiting, Eddie, yeah. for the full effect here because we've been covered up. But we're on the- We want our not, friends in Los Angeles yes. to hear your hot take. And even though I like to think that everyone downloads the podcast, there are people that in L.A. that love our show would just go to iHeartRadio for the live stream of the show, which is what real P1s do. I also am not naive to the fact that a lot of people are lazy. And whatever happens to be on the radio to a station they like, they'll listen to. And so when our show comes on, on that- Station AM five seventy in LA, the Dodger station. Then we'll we'll address in full in depth team coverage. We'll break it down as a brutal film style because I have a lot to say about that punk that plays catcher oh, for the Giants. Right. And I will. Uh, I don't want to tip an my un- hand. An here. unbiased Ex-Padre. opinion, yeah. Completely for unbiased, sure. of course. Completely unbiased. I will give you my thoughts on that. The proper side of history will show, and uh, we will get to that coming up a little bit later. So. We have, to, we have some business to take care of, though. We need to have newbie night at some point, which I guess would have to be tomorrow, right? Okay. Be tomorrow. And the talent show? The talent show is going to be just a couple of days before the minor league baseball appearance. All right. So we have to set that up, and the way we were talking about doing it, and I believe this is still the plan, is that we will have, uh, you know, throughout the show, sprinkled in for uh, enhancement. Some performance. It's like a talent Ooh, show when you were in some, elementary school. Some performance enhancement. Very yeah. good. Now, do we, we're going to have our gong. We will have a gong. And just because you're on the talent show does not mean that your entire performance will get through. Like, if you want to go read a haiku and it stinks, we're not going to allow you to read the entire haiku. You're not going to be able seems, to get that. Seems yeah. reasonable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and, and who are the judges? We're the judges. It's totally uh, subjective. Whatever we think, whatever we feel, we will eliminate you. And But at the end... Someone will be crowned the champion, the first ever champion of the Ben Maller Show talent show. I guess it would just be the Ben Maller talent show because show would be repetitive. If you use show twice, that sounds stupid. <laughs> so we'll just call it the Ben Maller talent show or we can you know, Maller Militia talent show if you want to be more formal. Whatever you want to be. Maller Militia talent Maller, show. Maller cool. Militia talent show. Uh, so we'll do that coming up 
in a couple weeks. So if you'd like to schedule an appearance yeah. on that, if you have something, now you have to get on the air here and you have to run it by us and we have to approve that. And if we if we think it's a good idea, if you may want to sing something or play an instrument, I don't know how many other acts we can have. Yeah, it's pretty much musically based. Yeah, we're going to do stand up comedy. We have some comedians that claim to listen to the show. Impressions. We've got oh, uh, yes, our guy in Australia, the Aussie guy. That. Yeah, oh, the Aussie guy is wonderful. I hope he enters. I, I there's no guarantee. I don't know that he's going to enter or not, but we have that open. We look forward to that. All right, again, the number, if you'd like to be part. And it's, we just don't need newbie night one night a month or one night every two months. You can be, have new callers anytime. You can call right now if you've never called before. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Now, now Ben, I think yes, you should Koopaloo. mention. Yes, I was winding down. But what do you have, Koopaloo? Well, it's only a four-hour show. Yeah. So I'm depending on how popular this idea is for uh-huh. this uh, this talent show. Yeah, we may have a limited number of uh, contestants. So if if it's something you really want to do, make sure you know yeah. you you get in because I feel like I feel like we're gonna have hundreds of people that want to perform, and we'll, we'll probably have to cap it at like ten. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So if you're thinking about it, just do it. Now, if you're gonna do it, do it though. You know what I mean? I don't we got a lot of guys that's oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, and then they chicken out. They they they're like Dodger relief pitchers. They turtle up and they <laughs> run away. You know, in the ninth inning. So don't if you're gonna do it, we'd like you to be part of it. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not into it, that's fine. You don't have to do it. There's other people that would love to do it. But if you're into it, and the cool thing about this, unlike my talent show when I was in junior high school, and I embarrassed the hell out of myself and got up on stage in front of everybody when I was in junior high school, unlike that, I did too. Oh, you did too. Good. No one can see you here. It's just your voice. And you can use a fake name if you want. So it's all good. Now, will Coop have to do some of his quality screening? Will they have to perform a little bit for Coop to see if it's worthy well, of we, getting on? We'd like to do some of that on the air. But yeah, I mean, well, they have to ask on the air. The request has to be made. All right. All right. We'll press on here. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. My kind of marketing. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Almost all talk shows sound the same after a while. Think of us as a sports talk oasis from the mundane. The Ben Maller Show Facebook page is our own unique meeting place with over 2 billion of our closest friends, most of whom ignore us. Please take a second to like our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. And live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We will have a new feature later on. If you thought Romance with Roberto was going to make another appearance, you are a loser. (laughs) But we will have a new feature with Roberto coming up. How about the open? Yeah, I know. We can play the open if you want. It's a good open. Yeah, it is a good open. It went all downhill after the open. (laughs) (laughs) The imaging was wonderful on that bit, but no. So we'll have a new bit. with The next one's good, too. Oh, we have more imaging on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. How come you get I, – I have the same imaging I've had for like 15 years. Like, what, you get new imaging? <laughs> you just got to ask, Ben. Really? Yeah. No, no. You, you just got to torpedo one of your segments, Ben. <laughs> we'll get new imaging. Yeah, I guess well, you can do that that's too. usually how that works. That's <laughs> typically how it works. So, But we will have a new a feature, and uh, we will reveal all later on with Roberto. And also, my kind of marketing, we'll get to that. And uh, at some point here, we will have compelling commentary about a benches clearing – not – not fight. It was it was a casual rhubarb between the Giants and Dodgers, a confrontation between the great Yasiel Puig, who helped lead the Dodgers to the World Series and and, and then did nothing, uh, and Nick Hundley, random journeyman catcher Nick Hundley. 
Uh, they got into it, so we will have uh, much on that. Much on that here. And I don't think Nick Hundley has Twitter. So if you want to direct your rage at anyone, Puig is on Twitter, but Hundley is not. But they both got ejected. It was not really a bench-clearing brawl, but it was a bench-clearing uh, situation into the net is how it went. All right, it's Ben Mather's show on Fox. Uh, let's go to, let's see here. We started out with compelling commentary about the Green Bay Packers dealing for Khalil Mack. Let's go now to Milwaukee. And Marcellus is up next here and up first on the Ben Maller Show. Hello, Marcellus. How you doing? Look, I, I think your take is perfect. I think that the Packers, because as you said, we have Aaron Rodgers. We usually pick very, very low. And we have a new staff turnover. We have a new offensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator, a new general manager. We have changed over everything almost except the head coach and our star quarterback, who is the best quarterback right. in the NFL. He can do everything Brady do, and he all can right. run. All right. Calm down. All right. How long have you been a Packer fan? Well, truth is, I've been a Packer fan since 63. Hold on a second. Because I was on the bed when my father was watching it, and right. I didn't know what I was watching, but during that time, the Packers were winning. So your father brainwashed you as a child in 1963. So you see that, Eddie? This, I'm, my hot Maller opinion there, my Maller monologue endorsed by a Green Bay Packer fan since the 1960s, this guy endorsed my Packer opinion. That's high praise, Big Ben. Continue, Marcellus. And let me share this with you. I am the only Packer fan I know that respects the Bears oh, well, they, more than oh. any other team oh, outside of Green Bay. Boo. Boo. Because, boo. because Come on. the yeah. Bears have more. Check this out for yourself. Your, yeah. Help your research team do this. The Bears have research more team. wins in the NFL than any team to this very day. All right. uh, thank you. You had me right up until the end. I was right there with you, Marcel. But you lost me a little bit with the Aaron Rodgers thing. You lost me a little bit on that. Listen, Aaron Rodgers is, is, is good. Tom Brady's better. That's just the reality of the situation. Championships uh, before the merger don't matter. Well, the, the Bears are one of the uh, the early franchises in the NFL also, and they had the, the George Hallis run of success. But in I always judge things in my lifetime – because I don't really care. You know, before I was alive, you know, I wasn't around. And when I'm gone, I won't be around either. So I judge things on my time on this earth in this mortal coil. And the Bears have been pretty mediocre. I remember, the, you know, in my time, they had the the mid '80s Chicago Bears, the the monsters of the midway, and all that. But you know, every so often, they'd have a good team. They always had some good running backs back in the day. But eh, the last 15 years or so, they did get to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. That is true. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. It's a miracle. <laughs> That is, shows you there's a, a higher power or or someone's just got a funny sense of humor. All right, we'll, we'll press on here. It's the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. My kind of marketing. We'll get to that. And lawyers always win. We'll get there as well right now, though, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Eddie Garcia 
has the latest. Eddie? Well, let's give you some baseball games of note, including the A's beating the Mariners 3-2. Oakland is now just one game back of Houston for the AL West lead, with the Astros falling to the Rockies 5-1 for Seattle. They dropped three and a half back of Oakland for the final wildcard spot in the American League. Brewers blanked the Cubs 7-0. Milwaukee moves two back of Chicago for first in the NL Central. It was the Braves beating the Marlins 10-6. Ronald Acuna Jr. hitting two home runs. He's got five homers now. Or I should say he's got a homer in five straight games, eight home runs now in his last eight games. And Atlanta leads the NL East by two games on Philadelphia. Phillies lose to the Red Sox 2-1. College Football University of Maryland announced his accepted responsibility for the death of player Jordan McNair, who died in June following a heat stroke at practice. Head coach DJ Durkin is still on paid leave. NFL News, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger is being evaluated for a concussion after a collision with an offensive lineman in practice on Tuesday. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, did you see yeah. that the reigning NBA MVP is tied to an ongoing investigation uh, of an incident that took place over the weekend at a nightclub in Scottsdale, Arizona. Of course, we're talking about James Harden. TMZ alleges that a woman spotted Harden at the Mint nightclub in Scottsdale and that the woman alleges that during the incident, Harden grabbed her wrist, took her cell phone, and tossed it on the roof of the building. Apparently, he didn't want his picture taken. Uh, he later gave her $300 in addition to $200 that Harden's entourage had offered her to go out and get a new phone. Yeah, so... Does Harden realize, though, like when you toss a phone on the roof, it doesn't delete the, you know what I mean? There's no <laughs> deletion process. It just, you that just would go, be true. You have to get a ladder and go to the roof, right? but then you still have said video, right? Yeah, that would have been my move. I would have taken the money and then paid somebody to go up on the roof and get my phone for me. But I mean, what what's the big deal about uh, getting your picture taken? Isn't that uh, part of being uh, you know, a celebrity? So here's the other question. Yeah. What is the proper age to stop going to nightclubs? What's the proper age? I would say... Because Harden's almost 29. Yeah, I think he's still he's, he's still all right. He's okay still? Yeah, I would say like mid-30s. So you're good until you're 35 to go to the nightclub, in your opinion? When's the last time um, you went to a nightclub, Eddie? How old do you think you were? Um, younger than 35. Yeah. yeah. But, you, but then again, I, you know, me going to the nightclub... It wasn't exactly uh, a success, if so, you know what I mean. So, so well, neither was I. I didn't do very yeah. well at it, all. Ha- had I, I had know. I had more success, I probably would have gone to the nightclub longer. Yeah, if you know, women had shown any interest, I might have <laughs> gone back. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes, uh, I'm guessing. I never. Let's put it this way: I never had a woman try to run up and take a picture with me and uh, be, be <laughs> yeah. upset about that. No, no. But like the, the Harden thing, I, I don't know what's going on with Harden. I don't know the man. I've interviewed him a few times over the years. But, like, this is the second time in a couple years he's been accused of right. having his muscle do muscle things, goon up on something. Remember the, the Moses Malone Jr. thing a couple years ago? He got sued because, uh, I guess, Harden's, Harden supposedly ordered a beatdown of Moses Malone Jr. and they took a bunch of jewelry from him. Whatever happened with that? Did he have to write a check? Harden, that was a lawsuit. Yeah, I, I do not remember the, what happened with the that. The result of the lawsuit? Yeah. I remember talking about the lawsuit, but that was that was in an after-hours club in Houston. And it was because Harden, the, the claim then was that Harden was upset with it. Well, you know, but you know how the law is as well, and I'm not saying it's necessarily wrong, but if you twist someone's wrist, that could be considered assault. If you throw their property 
on a roof? Is that theft? Is that what is that? I mean, there. Well, know. and the other problem is, if it was like an iPhone, that's a seven hundred dollar item, and so then it becomes—is it grand theft at that point because of the value? How much is something when they up the value? It doesn't matter. Listen, all of this doesn't matter. Harden has a lot of money. He's got lawyers. When you have a lot of money, it doesn't matter you know, anything else. Money is the ultimate uh, win, you know, winning trump card, if you will. And so he'll just pay, write a check. And what, even if he's charged you know, with something like a felony, they'll just make some kind of deal, and then it'll go away. There you go. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox as we press on here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. On your car insurance, just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So uh, don't don't spoil it because I have not watched the latest installment of Hard Knocks. I, I'm on like a three- or four-day lag time. I wait till the weekend to watch it. So I, I caught up last weekend on the first episode of Hard Knocks. So I'm a few days behind. Why do you wait till the weekend, Ben? I like to sit down and kind of fully get into it. I feel like if I watch it during the week, Roberto, I won't get the full flavor of the show. I'll be hurrying. I'll be distracted by something else because I'll end up wanting to watch a game or something like that. So I just, I just, what I do, my move is I wait. And I have it on the DVR, and then I'll watch it on the weekend. I'll go back and play it, and, you know, do a couple scenes over and over again. But I did see here that the people at Budweiser, they are trying to get in on the attention the Cleveland Browns are getting for hard knocks and some of the publicity here. And they have come up with something called the Victory Fridge. Uh, and it's a guerrilla marketing effort by, by Budweiser. But I, it's not really guerrilla marketing because they are the official – I believe isn't Bud Light like the beer of the NFL? So it's it's not really like they're going out and they're being uh, you know in the shadows here. There's they're writing a big check to the NFL every year. But here's what they've done: uh, they have put refrigerators around Cleveland. They've picked ten bars, uh, sports bars around Cleveland, and they have put padlocks and these big chains around these these coolers where they have the filled with Budweiser. And as soon as the Cleveland Browns win a game, as soon as they win a game, all of these will be simultaneously released of the padlock through Wi-Fi. They're all connected through Wi-Fi. The chains will come off. They will be unchained. And then I'm sure the fine people of Northern Ohio will respect boundaries and there will be – who's going to really get into a fight for Bud, Bud Light, by the way? You know what I'm saying? <coughs> Oh, they're will out there, there. Will there be civil unrest for free Bud Light? Is that what's going to happen here? But the, so now, will the Browns win a game though? That's the other question here. Do the Cleveland Browns win a game this year? They've won one the last two years. And before you say, "Well, they're more talented than they've been," they're going to win a game. Okay, we've heard that before about the yes, Cleveland we Browns. have. You still actually have to play. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. The Browns open up with your Pittsburgh Steelers, Eddie. Oh. Then they play at New Orleans, so that's a loss-loss. Then they come back and play the Jets. You assume they can win that game, but it's the Browns, and they don't have any depth, and so guys will get hurt against Pittsburgh and New Orleans. So then they'll be playing the B squad against the Jets, and um, these reports are not being greatly exaggerated out of New York about Sam Darnold, which they probably are, because everything gets cranked up in New York. But Darnold's the Jesus Christ, uh, according to the media in New York, so that means the Jets will beat the Browns. So that and then the Browns will be 0 3. Then they go play the Raiders in So they're going to lose that game too. Wow. So the first chance if they do lose in Oakland, the first chance the Browns would have to win a game would be week 5 at home against the Ravens. 
That would be the chance. Now, do you remember the last time the Browns won a game? Do you know who they beat, Eddie? Oh, uh, boy. No, I do not. You write a check to this team every year, Eddie. Oh, the Chargers? I believe that's correct. Am I, am I wrong on that? I do not recall that. Wasn't it Christmas uh, around Christmas time in 2016? The Chargers went to Cleveland. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And the and the Browns came out victorious. As a Chargers season ticket holder, how, what do you have to say for your team, Eddie? It's uh, disgraceful. Disgraceful. A lot of questions coming in about the talent show. Manic Mike says, would a very long, loud belch qualify for the talent show? That's a good question, Manic. It depends on what kind of a sh- what kind of acts we have coming in here. We don't really know yet what kind of acts we're going to get. But if you can belch on command, or if you can fart on command, I think that's those are both skills that not everyone has. So I think if you can do it, some kind of rhythmic belching, if you can that's belch. That's talent. That's talent. It is talent. That's absolutely talent. Uh, so if you can do something like that, yes. Ernie in Michigan says, Ben, well, at least Brian No had some respect for you by not picking, uh, f- by picking, should say, quality players. There's what uh, Ernie said in the MLB pick him last night. And since you were off, uh, will there be an impromptu Insta advice line segment? And isn't saying mal militia and talent really an oxymoron? It's uh, from Ernie. Well, I have been asked to have a special edition of the Insta advice line. Nothing is scheduled, but you never know. You never know. So you always have to be ready. You have to be prepared. Kind of like Ohio State is prepared to write a check. Now, this story came out here a couple of hours ago. Ohio State, they have not decided on the fate of Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer! Urban Meyer! I love that drop. We need more chanting. I am all about the chanting drops on radio. I love it. So anyway, here's the story about a coach named Urban. And no matter what happens, we assume Urban's going to keep his job at this point because nothing has come up to change that opinion. After originally thinking he was done, the odds have shifted. The pendulum has shifted in favor of Urban Meyer. But the estimate is that it's going to cost, this probe into Urban Meyer is going to cost $500,000. I am offering right now all future universities the legal services of the Maller Law Firm, for half of that, I will conduct a thorough investigation, and just like Ohio State, you tell me the outcome, I will give you the outcome. All right? I will go to Google, and I'll get some legal forms, and I'll mimic those legal forms, and you can write a check for $250,000. Okay? You'll save half of that $500,000, and just give me that money. Done. I'll wait two weeks. Problem solved. You keep your coach. You save 250 G's. Done. There you go. We'll have the MLB pick him coming up in a few minutes. Here's the Who Am I game. Justin Upton, who I'm told plays for the Angels now, Justin Upton has hit 25 or more home runs in eight of the last 10 seasons. He's bounced all over baseball, but eight of the last 10 seasons, he's hit 25 plus home runs. That ties me for the most such seasons in the big leagues in that span over the last decade. Again, Justin Upton, 25 or more home runs in eight of the last 10 seasons, tying me for the most such seasons in the big leagues in that span. Who am I? The answer next. 
On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire. All things needed to survive the shady late-night characters on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard with the masses under the cover of the microblogging website. Follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. It's so big, I don't think you could really kind of get your mouth around it. I mean, it's you know what I'm saying? Talking about a hamburger. Talking about a hamburger. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Uh, last part you said there was incorrect, Eddie. That's uh, it's not, not true at all. Uh, we'll press on. Time for the uh, Who Am I game. This is where we pretend to be somebody else in a blatant attempt to get you to listen a little bit longer. All right, here we go. Justin Upton now with the Angels has hit 25 or more home runs in eight of his last 10 seasons. That ties me for the most such seasons in the big leagues in that span. Who am I? That is the question. What's the answer? Who do we have here? Let's see here. We have, uh, let's see here. Dora the Explorer from Mr. Nice Guy with a photo. Albert Pujols from Brett. That's salt in the wound. Dwayne Kuyper, tossed out by Matt, the Warrior Raider A's fan. Ivinson's going with Ronald Acuna, and he's got the accompanying Lion King uh, gift there. Very nice. I like that. It's good. Uh, who else do we have here? Let's see here. Uh, Ricardo Montalban from Ernie. Chet Lemon, tossed out by Parker the Snow Dog. Larry Boa from Patrick, the Uber driver in San Diego, and the Looney Franco account going with Steve Bye Bye Balboni. That's his answer. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? Yes, the answer okay. is Eric Karras. Oh, Eric Karras, all-time L.A. Dodger home run king, Eric Karras. Uh, that is incorrect. It is not Edwin Encarnacion, guessed by Crooked County. The correct answer, Nelson Cruz of the Seattle Mariners. Nelson Cruz has done it and Justin Upton. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. We got we got to get quick here. We got to go fast. It's the MLB pick'em. Well, what? Attention, Coop. Go fast. All right, hurry. Yeah, exactly. Hurry up, Coop. Who's going first? I was told no show did a good job for me. Apparently, that's not the case. That was a lie. <laughs> uh, that is a lie. Uh, Eddie Garcia was the winner. All right, hurry up, Eddie. Oh, gosh. Uh, let's go with Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole off the board. Roberto. Carlos Rodon. All right, Ooh. you got him. Uh, Coop, he's pronounced it probably Coop. Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks. All right, I will go with Ronald Acuna Jr. and J.D. Martinez. Coop. I will go with Javi Baez. Roberto. Francisco Lindor. Eddie. Chris Davis One with a K. M- One more. Jose Ramirez. Two players and a pitcher. Roberto. Uh, Hurry up, Roberto. You're pulling a uh, coat. Uh, uh, Max Muncy. Coop. Gene Segura. <laughs> Chris Archer of the Buckos for the win. I don't like you. You know what? I don't like you more. I'm going to shove you. That's how the Dodgers and Giants did it on not really fight night, but more like shove night in the big leagues. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We might or might not hear the audio here in a moment, but I'll give you my version of events that took place. The Dodgers and Giants playing a random baseball game on a Tuesday night. Now, 
typically that is not worthy of too much conversation in these parts unless something like blank happened. What is blank, you say? I will tell you. It was the seventh inning, Dodgers and Giants. Yasiel Puig is at the plate. He had fouled off a pitch. He just missed it. Just missed it. And it was, uh, I believe the count was two and one. I think that was the count at the time. But, it, but Nick Hundley, vagabond, nondescript, marginal baseball player, Nick Hundley, uh, was talking under the cover of a catching mask as he was the catcher. And he was goading Yasiel Puig, right? And whatever Nick Hundley said, and we don't know, whatever it was, was the right combination of words, and that then led to this. Now, Puig and Hundley are going at it, and the bench is clear. Puig and Hundley, I'm not sure what caused it, and now Hundley has been tackled. Pence is in the middle of it now. Getting Hundley out of the way. The benches have cleared. The bullpens have cleared. Not sure what was said, but we can tell you what was done. Puig is really hot. Bob Guerin trying to keep him away from the scrum. They started chirping, and then all of a sudden, pushing and shoving and benches clearing. Uh, so that was the voice of Charlie Steiner, the Dodgers radio there, AM570. In Los Angeles. So we had a, a mild fracas. Uh, I like to use the word Donnybrook. It's one of my favorite words. I don't use it enough. Donnybrook. Brouhaha is another word that we could use to describe what happened. Uh, but it was a whole lot of nothing. You know, because one guy's holding the baseball bat. The guy holding the baseball bat, if you really want to go scorched earth and get into a, uh, a, a kind of a, a fight for the ages, it has happened in baseball history where you take the baseball bat and it's called blunt force trauma. That didn't happen. Uh, that didn't happen. But they, they went back and forth there, and uh, so be it. And when the dust had settled there, Puig was ejected, and Nick Hundley was ejected. Uh, so the question here is this. We're going to frame it this way. Whose side are you on? Are you on the side of Yasiel Puig or the side of Nick Hundley, the Gigantes catcher who went into instigator mode, right? And he, it clearly worked here. Now, I'm going to take the side of Yasiel Puig. Why? Because that's the right side. That's the right side of this. I've analyzed it. I happen to be watching the game as this happened. Uh, although, granted, I was watching the Dodger-Giant game, but I was zoning out. I was I was focused on something else, and I had the, uh, the game on. I was like, oh, wait a minute. We got to fight. We got to throw down. But then it sounded much worse than it was. It was benching, benches clearing. But it did not reach, and I want to I want to yell this from the top of the microphone here. It did not reach full on tussle. It was not a tussle. It was uh, it's like all right, we'll run out, and a couple guy got a guy got shoved down there. Hundley got tossed down by a Dodger coach, uh, and one of the giant players came over. Uh, but I'm on the side of Yasiel Peak. Now my thoughts on this: you've got the instigator, the unwritten rules, and spineless. And I will combine all these things for you. And we'll begin with the first thing that pops into my head when I saw this. Nick Hundley was how this all began. Now, you can say Yasiel Puig escalated it, and I wouldn't disagree. And Yasiel Puig, you know, you're supposed to not do that. You're supposed to keep your wits about you. And Puig didn't keep his wits about him. 
But Nick Hunley was the one that started. Yasiel Puig was minding his own business, attempting to hit a baseball, which currently has been a gigantic problem for everyone wearing Dodger blue. They have collectively had forgotten. They've got amnesia. They don't know how to hit a baseball. That's a different conversation. But you got to put the blame where the blame belongs, and that is on the instigator. And the instigator here that fanned the flames is Nick Hundley. Who? That I don't even know who the guy is. Never he's heard a, of him. He's a journeyman vagabond baseball player, and it was him. He was the guy that did it. He ignited it. He stirred it up. He, he was the one that was there standing by, pouring gasoline on the fire, and then shocked when it, just a small little fire burst into an inferno. Couldn't believe it. When you mess with Yasiel Puig, he is not going to sit back. He is. If you provoke Yasiel Puig, he is the bull. He will come at you like a bull would come after you. Now, I mentioned the last hour, but maybe you weren't listening. I have my, my family from the East Coast was visiting over the weekend, and uh, they were in Africa. They went on like, a, like an African, you know, to see all the big five there in Africa. And they told me that the, the animals there, the lions and all that, and the elephants and the rhinos, they all respect the car. But they were told by the person that was leading them on this safari that if you got out of the car that that is a sign of disloyalty to the lion, that you don't respect their space and they will attack you or the or the elephant. All that. And, and with Yasio Pui, all right, if you ignite him, if you attempt as a lighter and, and, and you're trying to get him going there, whatever combination of words Hunley said were the right combination. And, you know, Hun, again, Hunley was doing his own thing. He was, stay in your lane. He was staying in his lane attempting to hit a baseball, which is the hardest damn thing to do for these bums, and he was trying to do that. Now, the second thing here, part B, uh, this catcher, Nick Hundley, now he never played for the Cheating Cardinals, but this is the kind of donkey crap that we get from the Cardinal way. He might as well play for the St. Louis Cheating Cardinals because what Hundley, I know exactly what Hundley was doing here. Hundley was being the troublemaker, right? He overreacted. And these old school losers in baseball, they they don't get it. That Nick Hundley's part of that fraternity, apparently, with that thinking. He was upset because Yasio Puig. You know what Yasio Puig, Puig's crime was against humanity? He was frustrated. He fouled the pitch off. So what did he do? He he grabbed at the bat. He tossed the bat. Grabbed it right. And this was an act of disrespect. This is one of the unwritten rules of baseball, and so in Nick Hundley's little mind, he was upholding the unwritten rules of baseball. He was offended. The Giants catcher's sensibilities were thrown off because Puig slapped at a bat. That is baseball. I love baseball. We got to get rid of this. It's a disease. It's a cancer. People like Nick Hundley Oh, my God, Yasiel Puig slapped at the bat. That's a sign of disrespect. Oh, my, it's so stupid. Now, many have, many have pointed out that Puig attempted a Superman punch in the middle of that, but it was really more of a, a slap. It was a, it was a shove. If Yasiel Puig had punched Nick Hundley, even with Nick Hundley 
in catching gear, Nick Hundley would be in a hospital right now if that was the case. Let's be honest about this. And how much toughness did Hundley show as he was wearing the catcher's gear? Now, you could say that was a smart move there because he was the smaller man. He would have been uh, demolished if he had not taken off the catching gear, if there had been a clean shot there. But it's it's the whole story, right? It's you know it's a punk move by Hundley. Now again, I will point out that Yasio Puig, you got to bite your tongue a little bit. I saw some of the quotes coming out of the the Dodger locker room there. Puig att- attempting to talk about what happened there. He said, "quote Part of the quote was, I'm not going to let them act like that in our house.' Oh, our that's like a football thing. Our house, the big house." <laughs> But what were what were the combination of words? Now, some people are blaming Eric Cooper, who I guess is the umpire. I don't know who that is, but I guess he's the umpire. And Cooper was interviewed, the umpire. No, is he, he might be related to Justin Cooper. I don't know. I don't think they're related. But Eric Cooper, the umpire, was interviewed, and he said – now, he the umpire was right near all of this. And the umpire did not intervene. The umpire was just kind of like – I think he was enjoying it. Like, this is kind of good. These guys are going back and forth. I like this. The umpire was getting some new baseballs from the ball boy uh, that was running out to give them baseballs, and the umpire said, well, there's something that was said at the plate. Puig stepped up. He just, like, described what you just heard, and the fight started. Uh, The umpire was asked, was there anyone else involved that was considered for ejection in the altercation? And the umpire said, we ejected who we felt needed to be ejected. Well, thank you. Captain Obvious. Uh, He says, what did you see that warranted the ejection of Puig? And then the umpire said he took a quote from every NFL coach, every NBA coach I've ever interviewed. His quote was, watch the tape. That was his quote. Watch the tape. You'll see why he had to be ejected. It's on the tape was the quote from Eric Cooper, the umpire. But wait, there's more. Why was Hunley ejected? Uh, Why was that announced later? The umpire was asked. The umpire said there was no delay. He said, if anything, we were getting together as a group and talking about how we were going to handle it. We needed to put warnings out, so we had to make sure we were all on the same page. So pretty harmless, pretty harmless quotes uh, from the umpire, at least the ones I see in front of me right here. Uh, But, again, it it began because of Yasiel Puig swinging and fouling a pitch off and slapping at his bat. God forbid, the horror of horrors that that happened. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Makes the whole giant organization look bad. You know, Nick Hundley, uh, they're the Giants. Uh, they got to hope that Hundley gets suspended. I would release his ass. He sucks anyway. Get rid of him. Get him out of there. The whole deal. Now, the last thing here. The last I would like to address, speaking of the uh, animals in Africa, the elephant in the room here, the Dodger bullpen is absolutely spineless. You know, sometimes in life, you have to do things above and beyond the call of duty. Like, you're hired to do a job, especially in the last, like, 10 years or so. If you've been in the workforce in America for the last 10 years, I think it's anywhere. I don't think it's just America. Oftentimes, you are asked to do things that you are not hired to do, uh, that you have to do more to help your employer out. Happens all the time. Even in jobs like this, in radio, right? Even these kind of jobs, you have to do things sometimes that are uncomfortable, that you don't like to do, that you weren't hired to do. You can either embrace those things and rise to the occasion, or you can be a spineless Dodger relief pitcher because Kenley Jansen has a 
a bad heart, right? He's got a he's got a, a bad ticker that they're trying to work out, trying to get that fixed, and he had to go on the DL. Completely understandable. And so other guys had to step up. Who knew that Kenley Jansen was the glue to the Dodgers? Nine runs in the ninth inning, the last four games, the Dodger bullpens allowed. Nine runs in the last in the ninth inning, the last four games. Six straight blown leads. Six straight blown leads. You talk about embracing opportunity and then getting up on the mound, going into the full windup and vomiting. That's the Dodger bullpen right there. Vomit here, vomit there, vomit everywhere. And don't get me started on Manny Machado. Do you know, do you know that Manny Machado, let me tell you something, Machado has as many hairstyles as he does home runs as a Dodger. Two. Two hairstyles, two home runs as a Dodger. This, no, no, this is false advertising. I want my money back. I'm not impressed. I am not impressed with Manny Machado. What the hell's up with that? I mean, you're gonna, you want a $250, $300 million contract? You're finally playing meaningful games after being stuck in purgatory in Baltimore, and that's how you play Manny Machado? I mean, come on. You're better than that, Machado. You've got oh. – I'll relax. Eddie Garcia, Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. Right over there. Well, I am yeah. not an L.A. Dodger lapdog like some on the show. but, uh, well, I, Roberto, I, I but will, I'm, I'm objective. I will agree with you. I don't understand what Nick Hundley's beef was. Yasiel Puig was clearly upset at himself that he had missed a pitch that he thought he should handle. He didn't say anything to Hundley. Like grabbed the barrel of his bat, upset at himself. I, I, I don't understand why Hundley feels because feels like he has to they, say anything. Baseball as a community hate Yasiel Puig. He he's every he goes against all of the way that they've been taught to play the game. Right? He, they can't stand guys like Yasiel Puig, and so they despise him. And and he was showing up the pitcher, Eddie. They're upset because by slapping oh at the bat, he's showing up the giant pitcher. A joke. God. We have Dave. Let's hear from Dave Roberts. Eddie. We got more audio. We're all over this story. Our investigative team is all over this. Let's hear from Dave Roberts here right after the game. Dave Roberts, explain when what he happened. Missed, swung and missed. Thought it was a pitch he, he could handle, and Hunley had something to say about it. And Yasiel's intent was not at the pitcher nor at Nick, where he instigated it and said something. Yasiel took exception to it. We just, I mean, we didn't really, I mean, we knew that. We knew that. Uh, now, I will point out. That the moment the Dodger bullpen went bad, many people with big mouths on the radio and television, uh, fellow gas bags like myself, will say the point where it all went bad, where the Dodger bullpen went rotten, was in Colorado. I say no. I say, after further research, the moment it all went bad, Eddie, was when Dave Roberts brought in Kike Hernandez Here we go. in Philadelphia and thought that he would keep a tie game a tie game. Ever since then, How'd that work out? the Dodger bullpen has lost their way, Eddie. And I blame Dave Roberts for bringing in Kike Hernandez in a tie game and then laughing about it. You had a chance to win a game, and you played for <laughs> six hours, six plus hours, Eddie, whatever it was that night. It seemed like it was 20 hours, and you gave the game away. Yes, like, you did. Like a French soldier. You raised the flag. You said, that's it. I quit. I'm going to retreat. And it's, you're right. The Dodgers have never been the same. That's right. It's they gross. Lost, they've lost first place. They've dropped five in a row. They're free-falling. It is disgusting 
Despicable. They've been passed by the Rockies in the standings. The Rockies, oh. Eddie. They don't even play real baseball <sighs> in the altitude. They play that that fake Coors Field baseball. They got to bring in the humidor. It's a joke. And the point of demarcation, Kike Hernandez and Dave Roberts bringing him in. Let's remember, Dave Roberts takes. Uh, What's that, Roberto? Dave Roberts doesn't really manage the team. Uh, we know. Oh, that. that's right. There's a, a computer that does it, right? Yeah, Isn't there a exactly. computer that does manage it? I'd like to take a baseball bat to the computer. Of course, now everything's on the cloud, so it really wouldn't work. They just, you know, it's, it's on the cloud, so it really wouldn't matter. And Manny's coming around. He had an RBI today. Robert, yeah, I know you've got a Manny Machado shirt, and I respect that about you—that you were you were one of the early believers in Manny Machado. I'm not impressed. I'm not. I'm not impressed. I, He's I was, coming along, man. I was expecting Manny Wood 2.0, the, the fully roided Let's up. Let's remember, yeah, Manny 2.0 was roided up on something. Yeah, but Machado was really good for the Orioles, like really good for the Orioles, and with the Dodgers. He's been, eh, just he's been okay. Yeah, he's he's coming been, along. He's, he's not an impact player. He hasn't been an impact player since he got to the Dodgers. No, he hasn't. He's not. I think uh, after tonight, Brian Dozier has been more impactful than That's true. Machado's batting 255 with the Dodgers. He was batting 315. He has a 394 slugging with the Dodgers. Machado does. Yeah, his average is already down to 300, I believe. His OPS is 730. With the Orioles, it was 960. Is that all Dodger Stadium? Is that the marine layer at Dodger Stadium? Is that why he can't hit? It's the marine layer. It's a product. He's a, so he's a fraud. Machado's a fraud. He's a product. At this point, until proven otherwise, he's a product of Camden Yards. You got a new haircut, new hairstyle, though. Look good. That's what I said. He's got two hairstyles and two home runs <laughs> as a Dodger. That's what he's got. We'll press on. If you'd like to be part, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Forgettable. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The only thing better than listening to the Ben Maller Show live on the radio is to hear it again at your convenience on demand. The Ben Maller Show podcast is moving up the charts, unless it's not. Support our little radio show by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and giving us five stars. It'll help keep the show growing and pacify our bosses. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We will have Mallard of the third degree coming up in a little bit. We'll also get to unforgettable, quite the tale. But right now we have in-depth team coverage here. A slapping fest at Dodger Stadium, Giants and Dodgers, as the Dodger bullpen continues to puke all over the mound there, day after day after day. That is the <laughs> definition of turtling up. Think, think about how much money these idiots are losing, too. I don't know. They're all making a lot of money. But if you go out there, let's say Kenley Jansen's out for a month. He says he's going to be back next week. But let's say he's out for a month. Uh, and and you get somebody, you know, Alexander, any of these guys in the bullpen, that prove they can be a closer for you know a short period of time, that'll then give them an opportunity. Maybe next year somebody trades for them, and they get an opportunity to be a closer. You make more money as a closer than a setup guy. And all these guys, it's, uh, it's the Keystone Cops Every one of them, even they're bringing in your starting pitch. Maeda's a starting pitcher. They bring him in, and he does the same damn thing. All right, uh, starting Mr. pitcher, Ben. 
Yeah. Well, he's a relief pitcher now. Uh, uh, Mr. Nice Guy says, uh, can you dig up the reaction of Ben had the night the Dodgers signed uh, Machado? I appreciate it. Well, yes, at that time, that was an accurate analysis. How did I know that Machado was going to bat 250 with as many hairstyles as home runs as a Dodger? How was I supposed to know that? All right, let's go to Joe in Cincinnati, who's up next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Joe. Hey, thank you for having me. Show's amazing. But the, the Dodgers bullpen, I mean, that's, that's always what they've done. They've done, it, they've done it for years. I mean, they just did it in the All-Star game. They lost the National League to the All-Star game this year. But that's an exhibition game. Who cares? Well... Just saying, and yes, old Puig, that's probably, that's probably why he's frustrated. He's, he's got a mediocre catcher joining in his ear, and he knows he won't win the game because he could hit three home runs in the, in the, in the bullpen. All right, all right, your radio, thank you, Joe. So glad I came back for that, Joe, to hear your radio turned all the way up. <laughs> so good. So good. Amazing. Again, do I need to go on my rant? Talk radio with the delay has been around since the 1950s. There was a station in Pennsylvania, the first one that had a delay. And here we are all these years later, right? All these years later, almost 70 years after the delay system began in radio and people still haven't figured it out. Let's go to a man who does have it figured out. We head to South Beach and Weed Man Hippie is back. And I love you. There he is, the great Weed Man. Hello, Weed Man. Man, I have so much to say. I kiss your ring every day. I revolve my life around your soul right now, starting this past Sunday, and you weren't there. But you don't know because you got me blocked on Twitter. Oh, so you yeah. only get me into your Twitter universe. <laughs> Is that your way? Is that your way? You don't have to follow me. Just unblock me. Was that your way of saying that you would like that? That would mean a lot to you. So I would would mean a great deal since I revolve my life around your show. I mean, now I'm told. Listen, on the talent show, right? I'm in on the talent show. Now you would know that if you didn't have me blocked on Twitter. Why are you yelling? Why are you yelling? I can. Your phone's overmodulated. Here we are. We had the same back before before you went off the deep end. We had the same problem when you were caller of the year before you lost that title. I I still am caller. No, you're not. Uh, You are. That is incorrect. You've lost your title. Real talk is the caller of the year. We. I don't think so, Ben. But whatever. If you ask Angela, she will tell you I'm a new person. Right, hold on a sec. Eddie, am I, maybe my headphones are messed up. I, it sounds overmodulated. I don't think I can hear what Weed Man's really saying because he sounds like he's yelling. Is that correct? Okay. I have something in my ear I'd like to sing to you. I, I heard that, Ben. Oh, I heard that. Oh, he wants to sing. Now, do you need anything from me? Nothing. All right, hold on a sec. Uh, now, is this a preview of the upcoming talent show? Is this, yes. Okay, hold, okay. On a, hold on a sec, Weed Man. i got to take care of some business. We'll have Weed Man perform a song. It's a song and dance routine on the radio. We're going to get to that here momentarily. Live musical entertainment on a sports talk radio show. Wow, you don't get that everywhere. Uh, it's like a variety show. We'll get to that. And also, we're going to have Mallard of the Third Degree and Unforgettable. we got a lot of stuff. We're already backed up. What's up with that? Right now, though, from the Geico Studios. 
Eddie Garcia with the latest. Eddie. Let's give you some baseball games of note with the Diamondbacks beating the Rangers 6-4. Arizona still holds a one-game lead on Colorado for the top spot on the NL West. The Rockies were able to keep pace with a 5-1 win over the Astros. Colorado's also a game and half out of that final wildcard spot in the National League. Giants beat the Dodgers 2-1. That's five losses in a row for L.A. They're two back in the NL West and two and a half out in the NL wildcard race now. Cardinals won their seventh in a row beating the Nationals 6-4. St. Louis is now one game behind Philadelphia for that last wildcard spot in the National League with the Phillies falling to the Red Sox 2-1. College football news, University of Maryland announced it has accepted responsibility for the death of player Jordan McNair who died in June following a heat stroke at practice. Head coach DJ Durkin is still on paid leave. NFL news, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger is being evaluated for a concussion after a collision with one of his offensive linemen in practice. This report is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, did you see New York Jets head coach Todd Bowles went after one of his players on Tuesday, telling reporters that wide receiver Terrell Pryor, quote, should keep his mouth shut, end quote. This is because Pryor told reporters that the reason he needed surgery in May was due to a fractured ankle. Bowles doesn't want his players talking about injuries. He said, quote, Terrell doesn't need to be descriptive. I feel we should keep his mouth shut and leave the injuries to me. We had a conversation. We'll only discuss our in-house things in-house, end quote. Uh, Let me tell you something about the Jets. The other team could tell the Jets what plays they're running. It wouldn't matter. And as far as the Jets are concerned, this, this mindset, who cares? All right, are you getting? You think this is going to give some kind of competitive advantage to anyone else? It's the Jets, all right. And coaches in general, we've had coaches work here over the years. Back in the olden days, the late Dennis Green worked here for about two weeks before he got a TV job Jim and left Mora. us. Jim Mora, for many years, worked here back in the this. And the general consensus from those NFL coaches that I've worked with over the years is that they speak a version of the truth, but it's not the whole truth, and that's how they. They operate. They dabble with white lies and things like that. But, I mean, this one, if the Jets want to release, make a, make a roster move because of this and make an example, they're more than welcome to. It just seems absurd to me. It's like, really? Like, what? how's that going to affect the outcome? What kind of state secret? He didn't publish the Jets' playbook. Again, that wouldn't matter either. But if it seems like the, maybe the, the Jets are preparing to release Terrell Pryor, doesn't he? He's not on a guaranteed contract. I think he's got a short guaranteed money, so they could get rid of him. He signed a one-year contract. I think contract. it's just about a coach wanting control of nah, everything that comes out of his, uh, his eh. locker room. Yeah. Remember when the Jets were winning a couple games last year and people were upset with Todd Bowles because they were supposed to be as bad as the Browns, and then they won a couple of games and people were upset? But then eventually they morphed back into being the Jets. So, All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox as we press on, I know Eddie's very excited about preseason week two, Thursday night. It kicks off. Oh, so exciting. Oh, my God, so exciting. Unless it's not. Um, we'll take your calls. We had we promised Weed Man, though, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. If you are new to our show, if you just turned the radio on and you're, you're a little late to the party, welcome. Sincerely glad to have you listening. Try the podcast to go back and hear what you missed. We're going to have a talent show coming up. Is it next week, Coop? Do we have a firm date on this, or is it still an open-ended situation? It's going to have to be next week, right? Yeah, I thought we were going to do it on the last show of the week, but, um, I mean, if you think that Wednesday into Thursday is better. 
Well, we you want to do it the day of the morning of the minor league baseball appearance in San Berdu? You want to do it that morning? I thought that's the date that we yeah. had said, but I mean, I didn't uh, know we had a firm date. I don't, I don't recall. But I mean, we'd do it that day. I'm fine. Does anyone have a problem with it? Does anyone uh, raise your hand now or hold uh, hold your hand? Anybody? Uh, I object. Oh, you object? No, I'm just kidding. I'm fine. With that. I don't think I think you do object. You have a problem, Eddie? Any problem with that? I'm good. Eddie doesn't care. He's like, just do the stupid thing. Uh, with a preview now, Weed Man, don't perform the song you're going to perform in the talent show. So if you're going to do it, don't don't do it. You know what I mean? If you're going to do the the song now that you're going to do in the talent show, don't do it. Is what I mean. Then no, I can sing a million songs. I'm going to talk creation, and then I want to be on the show every second it's on. So you can go to me wherever you want, like we used to. I love you. <laughs> and our dynamic is the most important uh, thing there is. Uh, 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 We're trying to raise the vibration and change the world. Then are you using a God's work to do? Weed man, are you using like a Bluetooth or or headphones or something? No, I'm not using any headphone. I'm using the actual phone in your own speakerphone. Are you? Did you the... find the phone in the gutter? Is this an Obama phone? No, it's not. It is not. No, wait, okay. Chris, how's this? Is this better? Yeah, how about you a little leave? bit? How about you go in the is next this room? Better because now you're not oh, on speaker. Yes, phone. that's yes, that's uh, much better. better. Yeah, much when better. you were on speaker, Jesus. Well, Lisa seems to think that I sound better on speaker. Anyway, we are here to raise the vibration <laughs> of the planet, then you and I. We have God's work to do, you and I. Yeah, we're very religious people. Now, we man, I you pro- no, it has nothing. We tear down religion, no religion, no, no religion, religion, no okay. religion, well, no religion. That'll go over the well. Sun, right, yes, and the sun is our cosmic creation. Yes, between our consciousness, the sun uh-huh. and the okay. earth. All right, can we get to the song? I would like the song. Yeah, man, I'm gonna sing for you. Okay, here we go. You're gonna love this song, Ben. Okay, because I love you, Ben, and everybody knows this song. Oh, my God. Ben, you don't know how much I love you. You're looking for that something. You don't need to just start. The, you're looking for a piece of paper. No, you're going to read this. You're going to do karaoke. Here we go. But I, I love you like the sun. I want to put my arms around you. Oh, my God. <laughs> run, 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 run away. Let's run, 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 run away. How's that, Ben? So am I putting him on the official sign-up sheet, or... Can we revisit this idea for a talent show? Is that is that what we got uh, there? He did not make the cut, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's that performance. Was, uh, yeah, we... Oh, let me put him back. Hey, Weed Man, that wasn't good enough. You got to do better. Hey, yo, 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 yo. I'll sing it in Octopire right this second. I- uh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it sucked, okay? I mean, it's, you know. We want, uh, we've chased enough people away. We don't want to chase all the listeners away, okay? We got to have some people still listening. Man, that was. Somewhere <sighs> Rachel is laughing at that. Man, oh, man. All right. Uh, Holly writes in. She says, I thought you were going to say it all went downhill for the Dodgers when Dave Roberts brought in you, Darvish. That's why you got to go there, Holly? All right. You know, typical, you know, piling on. Pile on. Very funny. Very, very funny. Well, this is one of the most outrageous uh, quotes. I think you'll agree with me. Carmelo Anthony, now of the Houston Rockets, on his way out, of Oklahoma City. Of course, he stopped in Atlanta and never played a game. Here is what he told 
the fans of Oklahoma as he leaves Oklahoma City. This is a quote. He said, Carmelo, that he will always cherish and never forget his time with the Thunder. <laughs> Let me repeat that. Carmelo Anthony, on his way out of Oklahoma, well, this is, this, you think this ever originated with Carmelo Anthony? This had to be somebody, hey, here's what you say, Carmelo. You're changing teams. When you change teams, you've done this a lot. You have to say the standard cliche, which is he will always, this is even over the top for that. He said he will always cherish and never forget his time in Oklahoma City. Now, what was memorable about Carmelo Anthony's time in Oklahoma City? The fact that the Thunder were marginalized, that Carmelo Anthony was nothing spectacular and was a declining, falling star, uh, all of that, all of that would be accurate. We have Mallard of the third degree. We're going to get to that, but first the instant trivia. Here it is. Ronald Acuna of the Atlanta Braves became the fourth player to hit a leadoff home run in both games of a doubleheader. He did it the other day. Blank is the last player to do it. Again, Ronald Acuna of the Braves, the fourth player to hit a leadoff home run in both games of a doubleheader. Blank is the last player to do it. That is the instant trivia. The answer next. On the Ben Malber Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire. All things needed to survive the shady late-night characters on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website. Follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow the man who's manning the phones. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. Moo. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. And here's the instant trivia. Ronald Acuna of the Braves, the phenom over the last week or so, has lit the world on fire. The fourth player to hit a leadoff home run in both games of a doubleheader. Blank is the last player to do it. That's the question. What's the answer? Uh, Rod, the Midnight Walker, JP, Mr. Wonderful, Manic Mike uh, got it right. And uh, a bunch of people didn't, though. We have uh, Brad going with Antonio's mom. How dare you? Patrick, the Uber driver in San Diego, uh, he went with Ricky Henderson is his answer. Rusty Staub tossed out by Rob in Minnesota. Marcus says Ricky Henderson thinks it was Ricky Henderson. Bob Euchre from Rob IM. Willie McGee tossed out by Eric. Mike Pagliarulo from Richard. That's a good name. Old Yankee third baseman. Played with the Padres also. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? Yes, it's right. Ryan Klesko. Ryan Klesko, former Atlanta Brave. No, that is incorrect. The correct answer, one of the great one-hit wonders in baseball history, Brady Anderson of the 1999 Baltimore Orioles. Well, that was he was the phenom earlier, much earlier than that, but Brady Anderson of the Orioles is the answer back in the day. Also, Ricky Henderson did it in 1993, and someone named Harry Hooper in 1913, but I, I don't know who that is. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it right here. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we bring in the Coop Galoop. Now, reports surfaced on Monday that the Clippers fired former uh, San Antonio Spur Bruce Bowen, who was working as an analyst for the team after he made critical comments about Kawhi Leonard. 
apparently they are delusional thinking Kawhi Leonard wants to come to the Clippers. That's your, your uh, commentary. Ben, that's, that's an opinion. It's what not do you fact. have to I, say for your disgrace of an organization? Well, it, it's really the, the only disgrace here is you, Koopaloop, on this. And let, let me explain why. Uh, it's fake news. You fell for fake news. Okay? It is. Uh, he, let me tell you what happened here. Bruce Bowen is simply trying to save face. He's a guy that lost a job. It's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, right? It's a false correlation. It doesn't equal causation. This had nothing to do. His comments had nothing to do with the loss of his job. They were pretty harmless comments about Kawhi Leonard. Bruce Bowen has, was never embraced by the Clipper fan. Uh, Bowen is Spurs trash. That's what he is. He's got no connection to the Clippers. Uh, he never vied with the iconic Ralph Lawler, holy smokers, bingo, and all that. There was no connection. And so what Bowen is doing is trying to spin this like, hey, I'm the bad guy, and he also wants to be in the good graces with the Spurs fans by saying, hey, look, you know, I was ripping Kawhi Leonard. I lost my job because of it. And now they've been, he's been offered a job at like the San Antonio Zoo or something like that. It's absurd. And secondly – uh, again, the thing that Bowen said about Kawhi Leonard wasn't that bad, and it, he he was just simply embracing the dogma of Greg Popovich, and Leonard, uh, he's he, you know he's, he's the biggest pussy willow on the planet here. If he's oh I can't sign with a team because a broadcaster said something, of course that's not why Bowen's out. He's out because he was bad at his job. Next. Good start. Uh, Woj reported yesterday that Carmelo Anthony would be coming off the bench for the Rockets, but then he quickly clarified that Carmelo would still have the chance to earn a starting spot heading into the season. Ben, what do you think ends up happening? Does Melo start or not? Well, it's not complex. I I imagine here's what's going to happen. Carmelo will infest the Rocket locker room with all of his bad habits. He will start. He will come off the bench over the course of the season. First of all, Houston's going to attempt to bring Carmelo Anthony off the bench. That won't work, and then Mike D'Antoni will attempt to pacify Carmelo and put him in the Rockets' starting lineup. Based on the diminishing skill set, the bad work habits, it is sensible to think that this is going to be a disaster. And secondly, when I say disaster, don't get me wrong, Like on the surface, Carmelo Anthony looks fine. It's like, well, he still looks like he can play. Uh, and the Rockets will win a bunch of games during the regular season, but they have no chance with Carmelo of winning in the playoffs outside of five Golden State Warriors getting in a demolition derby and running into each other. Uh, Forget about it. All right, next. Now, Pete Carroll said in a recent interview that he's not worried about the huge amount of turnover the team is facing with Richard Sherman, Michael Bennett, Cliff Avril, Cam Chancellor, all gone. Earl Thomas is still holding out. But he pointed out the most important position has been consistent. Ben, do you think Russell Wilson is going to be enough to keep the uh, Seahawks competitive in the West? Well, before the twelfth man calls up, it's Avril, Cliff Avril. But uh, but oh, no, excuse this, me. what's your definition of competitive? I'm going to sell on the Seattle Seahawks here. But number one, Pete Carroll, he's all about optimism and all that rah 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 cheerleader guy. But he sounds like a snake oil salesman. Right? And, and these remedies are not going to cure the Seahawks here. They look like a middle-of-the-road team, the 8-8, eight 7-9, and eight, seven and nine, like a, a, a Jeff Fisher-type team. Russell Wilson will put up a great a bunch of stats. They're not going to win. All right, there it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you failed this That edition. is a win for me. What Coop said in my headphones is I won, so I won the game. That's a winner. A winner. Setting the stage, but for what? Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network 
emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. And rather than break down the impending exhibition football games, which will be taking place on Thursday, rather than do that and analyze the mind of Lane Johnson, which is not that deep an analyzation, uh, I thought something that caught my attention that, that I would like to talk about, and it does in a roundabout way involve basketball. So bear with me. Yeah, bear with me. We're 70 days away, 70 days away from the start of the NBA season. It is never too early, early to jump on that hype train, to get out there and just rah, rah, celebrate. Why not? Take Kyle Kuzma, for example. He is uh, He's getting out in front there. He's the corner guy. He's the, the the carnival barker, Kyle Kuzma. You probably don't even know who that is. I should explain who Kyle Kuzma is because nobody really knows. This guy's a nobody. He's a zero. Uh, he plays for a terrible franchise. It's been one of the jokes of the What's NBA. What's wrong with your Clippers? Regularly in the lottery, year after year. Uh, a lot of old-timers like to talk about the good old days, but the, the recent times have not been good for the team that Kyle Kuzma plays for. Oh, that's right, the Lakers. What is still wrong with the Clippers? That's a red herring. So we're talking about Kyle Kuzma, who plausibly plays for the Lakers. He's a nobody, so I had to explain who he was. So Kuzma is super-duper excited about the new additions to the woe-begone franchise that's holding back Staples Center there, the the Lakers. And Kyle Kuzma went out, and he he used the U-word. Use the U word to describe the Laker outlook. He claimed that many people are underestimating what the Lakers are capable of. Now, I think he did this with a straight face. I'm not sure. I, I don't know that he maybe he was laughing <laughs> like that. Because outside of him living in a shoebox, what the hell is he talking about? I know a lot of athletes like to play the hey, you know, no one thought we could card. No one believed in this card. You can't do that when you play for the Lakers. Now, Kyle Kuzma, speaking at the Flint YMCA. Why was he in the Flint, Michigan YMCA? That's his hometown. And Kuzma waxed poetic about the upcoming NBA season, still 70 nights away from opening night. Kuzma believes that people, as as I said, they were underestimating the Lakers because they are young. Uh, that's actually reality, Kyle. That's uh, the way that life works in the NBA. Uh, he then used buzzwords like hungry and competitive and celebrated the fact that the Lakers were in a lot of games last season. Of course, they lost most of those games, but he was happy that they were in a lot of games. I guess he picked up his participation award at the end of those games when they were close and they lost games in the fourth quarter. All right, so let's let's frame it this way. The question, Kyle Kuzma. You heard what he said there. He says people are underestimating the Lakers. Is this real or not real? All right, I'm going to go first. Now, not only is it not real or real, it is rubbish. It is absolute rubbish from Kyle Kuzma. Now, my observations, you've got location, gremlins, and the Looney Tunes. And we will fasten all of this together for you. There's no need for premature booing. There's no need to premature boo. I will explain all of this, and I will fasten all of these things together. Now, we'll begin with the fact that 99% of the time, the Lakers are 
not underestimated. They are overhyped. The epicenter of gambling in the United States is Lost Wages, Nevada. It is a short drive from Los Angeles. In fact, most of the people that visit Vegas are from Los Angeles. And many of them open up their wallet and toss down a couple of nickels on who? That's right, the Lakers. Because there is no more diabolical, delusional fan base than the Laker fan base. They they think they're going to win every year. They're going to win the championship every single year. And more money comes in to those casinos in Vegas from the Laker sycophant than any other fan in basketball. And so the effect on that, the casino inflates the Lakers' odds to cover themselves, making it seem like the Lakers have a better chance of winning and knowing that the public is going to fall for the ruse every time. Now, unfortunately for Kyle Kuzma, you don't get the ribbon for losing close games. My theory has always been bad teams lose close games. That is what happens. There's this myth that just because you're a bad team, you get blown out every single game, and oh, my God, you have no chance of winning. You're a terrible team, and you suck, and you suck, and all that stuff. But more times than not, that is not the case. That is a falsehood that is repeated by low-information fans. And that, you know, look at the, the Jets last year. Or not the Jets. Look at the Browns. How about the, we use the Browns as an example. The Browns last season went 0-16. Now, in that 0-16 season, they lost a game to Pittsburgh by a field goal. They lost to Indianapolis by a field goal. They lost to the Jets by three points. They lost on a field goal in overtime to the Tennessee Titans. By using the Kyle Kuzma model, the Cleveland Browns are really close to being a good team because they lost a lot of games that were close. Yeah, they got blown out in some games, but there were many games that were one-score games or two-score games. A couple of plays go either way in the fourth quarter. The Browns would have won the game. Using the Kuzma model, that means all horse bleep teams are actually very close to being good teams, which we know is not true. We know that to be not true. We know that to be false. Now, moreover, this simply comes down to the old real estate axiom, location, location, location. The Lakers are in the same real estate. They share the same division with the mighty Golden State Warriors. The conference has the Rockets. Now, I'm not betting on the Rockets, but they're going to win a bunch of games in the regular season. They're certainly going to be much better than the Lakers are. So, again, not underestimating at all. Not underestimating. Being realistic. I'm being realistic. Other people are overestimating the Lakers. Let's let's break down these young Laker players that Kyle Kuzma was selling. Lonzo Ball can't shoot. Brandon Ingram has no killer instinct. Kuzma himself is a marginal talent. Josh Hart's a backup. That's the core of the young Lakers. That's who they got. Now, in addition, you've got the giant pink-spotted rhino in the corner, LeBron James, right over there. Say, well, yeah, but LeBron James, the yeah, but crowd. Well, yeah, but LeBron James is there. Yeah, but yeah. LeBron James sold his soul to Hollywood. It is no longer about competing for NBA championships with LeBron James. It is about competing for Academy Awards. That's what LeBron James wants to win. He's worried about winning the awards in Hollywood. 
being embraced by Tinseltown. That's what this is all about. Don't kid yourself in thinking there's some other plan here. There's no other plan. You would have been better off signing with just about any other team in the NBA other than the Lakers if you're LeBron James. But no other team other than the Clippers is located in Hollywood. And LeBron James, realizing how Hollywood has embraced the Lakers and the Clippers are the people's team, the common man's team, the hardworking factory workers team, and the Lakers are a celebrity, Ooh. phony, and all that. He wanted to be with phony because those Hollywood executives hang out. They haven't gotten the memo the Lakers suck, and he wants to hang out with those people. But the Laker roster, the 2019 Laker roster, is much worse than the roster LeBron James had in Cleveland. And it's not my opinion. Again, it's factual. My evidence on that, there is not a single player worth their salt running alongside LeBron James as good as Kevin Love. Heck, even Kyle Korver. Kyle Korver, a better option as a perimeter gunner than anybody on the Laker roster, the 2019 version of the Lakers. That's right. It's vomit is what it is. I agree with that. And this upcoming Laker team, it's the gang that can't shoot straight uh, is what it is. Now, the last observation here, instead of just having to deal with J.R. Smith, remember J.R. Smith, who was the first player in NBA Finals history to dribble out the clock in a tie game? It had never happened before because most guys try to shoot to win the game. And J.R. Smith decided, you know what, I'm going to go into the victory formation and dribble the clock out and play for overtime. LeBron James. Remember how upset he was? He threw his arms in the air like, oh, my God. Then he grabbed his head. Ah, oh, I can't believe this. Remember that? I remember it. I remember it. Well, LeBron James will be dealing with that. But this is like gremlins. Like, J.R. Smith isn't coming. But it's like J.R. Smith escaped to the local YMCA. He jumped into the swimming pool, spawning an army of gremlins who are going to wreak havoc on LeBron James and the Laker locker room, the gremlins of J.R. Smith, Rajan Rondo, the coach killer, wrong way JaVale McGee, he's a Laker, Lance Looney Tune Stevenson, another Laker, he'll blow into your ear, Michael Airhead Beasley, he's a Laker. Anywhere LeBron James looks around the, the Laker locker room, he will be surrounded by a bunch of space cadets. What is still wrong with the Clippers? Now, if you like them, you'll say, well, they're colorful personalities and they provide character. If you're a realist, you'll point out what I just pointed out. These guys are often baffled, confounded by simple basketball one-on-one, and they all were united by LeBron James. And Kyle Kuzma is talking about how people are underestimating the Looney Tunes, the airhead, wrong way JaVale, and the coach killer? you got to be kidding me. It, it, it doesn't matter. Goal, I can tell you, 70 days, 70 days before the NBA season as a distant relative of the great Nostradamus, the Golden State Warriors are going to win. The question is, who finishes in the runners-up chair in the West, losing in the Western Finals, and who loses in the NBA Finals? Right now, it's the Boston Celtics and Golden State Warriors. Prove me wrong. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia, who's right over there. Well, it's a long horn. 
Now, Ben, I understand we have uh, what we have a new segment coming up. Yes, uh, we have a new segment. I'm glad you brought that up, Eddie. We yeah. meet, we need to promote ahead later this hour. Roberto, if you if you love romance with Roberto, you're going to love oh, this even more. Who didn't? Maybe you won't love this even more because we think it'll be good. Uh, but that'll be coming up later this hour. And I don't want to give any I don't want to give any kind of surprise away. I want this. I don't want to give any kind of tip away what it is. I want this to All be right. uh, new to you. I want you to experience it. I don't even really know what it's all about. I think I know, and we will see if Roberto can pull it out and um, and pull it off later this hour. Yeah. Or so this yeah. is a, a Roberto and Danny G Radio production. That is, yeah. Danny yeah, G sure. was advising. Uh, Danny G uh, apparently heard romance with Roberto and uh, <laughs> decided to get involved. <laughs> he thought this is not going well, uh, so he did step up. We thank right. Danny for that and uh, for helping out. It was a. Uh, a team effort there with Roberto and Danny G, and they cooked up this this plan. So we'll see if you like it, and if you like it, we'll do it every week. And if it sucks, we'll pretend it didn't happen, like romance <laughs> with Roberto. We could do romance with Roberto again. That was great. <sighs> wow. Oh, was that like the clip? Was that like it was like too much like the Clippers? Huh? Terrible. Again, like Sweet Lou Williams said, the Clippers have been better than the Lakers for years. Who? There, there are. <laughs> You're laughing, but there are children their entire lives that have only known a world with the Clippers. Who was the last team? Who was the last team to win a uh, NBA championship? Again, the Clippers or the Lakers? You're looking in the rearview mirror many, many you, years you ago. That, you said that the Lakers have been terrible. for I'm years. I'm talking about recent history. Is what I'm. You're talking about old history. Recent history in this decade, this last decade, which started in 2010. I'm talking about that from that point forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking 2010. No, I'm talking from this point forward. The Clippers have been much better than the Lakers. Year after year, regular season win after regular season win. 2010, the Lakers won the NBA championship, just FYI. Who's, who's had a better record this last decade? <laughs> go, go through it. Who's had a better record? You want to go year by year? You want to break that down? It's all about winning championships. Is, is, am, I, am I wrong or, or right, Eddie? No, that's not what Phil Jackson said. It's all about the journey, not just the destination. That's your old Zen master, Phil Jackson, used to talk about that. Well, Roberto, if you have a team that has won championships, it's about that. If you have a team that is not, it's not about that. And I don't really oh, count okay. like the, the 2010, that's a 2009 into 2010. Like the 2010, 2011 is what I count. Oh, you so that's changed how it I count. now. That's how I count it. Yeah. You changed it now. That's okay. how I didn't change anything. Ben calls a lot of audibles, Roberto. Oh, okay. Well, a, wow. A good quarterback will change that's the play right. at the line of scrimmage, as you know, Eddie. You have to call. You have to change it up at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> oh, man, that's terrible. That's not terrible loss. Ben that's, is one of the better audiblers there is out there. What I go is I overlook the defense, Eddie. I go up to the line of scrimmage. I see where that linebacker is. I see where the safety is positioned. If the safety's coming where, up Where's toward, the mic at? Where's the mic? If the safety's coming up to the line of scrimmage, I know at that particular point that I have options here. Now, if I've called a running play, that safety is like a hawk, and he's going to come up to that line of scrimmage, and he's going he's to bottleneck that running back there because there will be too many guys at the line of scrimmage. So what I do then is I, I call an audible. I throw to the tight end over the middle, and that safety is coming up to stop the run. I throw to the tight end over the middle of the defense. I get 35, 40 yards just like that. That's how I do it. That's, that's serious. That's how I do it. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. Are you going to the Rams game this Saturday, Ben? Why would I go to that? Why? Why would I? It's an exhibition game. Why would I want to play go the to Raiders? That? Let's go! No, no, no. Are you going to be out there, Roberto? Are you going to be out I'm there? I'm tempted to go, Ben. I'm not going to lie. 
going to be 95 degrees at 1 o'clock in the afternoon at the Coliseum. I, no shade anywhere. It's an I know. exhibition I'm football tempted. game. There's no air conditioning within seven miles of the Coliseum. Uh, there's no air conditioning at all there. And you're going to have people pretty much drinking all morning and then getting into fights. There'll be more action no, in the no, crowd. That would never happen at the Coliseum. There will be man. more <laughs> violence in the crowd than on the field. And yeah, you, and the, the 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 cheapest tickets I can find are forty dollars, and those are the ones up uh, there where all the fights are forty dollars too much for Bruno. for an yeah. exhibition game. Forty bucks? Yeah. Oh, I'm come tempted, on, man. But yeah, I don't know. You could go to the Charger game probably for like ten bucks that night if you want to see. I know you're not a Charger fan, and you don't care about that, but you can get in for like ten bucks. All right, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox is the number eight seven seven nine nine six six three six nine. If you would like to be part of the festivities here. And always on Facebook as well, the Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. That's Ben Maller Show on Facebook, and you can be part of all of the fun, all of the fun. Has the future been decided? We'll get to that, and we will do it next. On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire, all things needed to survive. The shady late-night characters on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website. Follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our technical producer. He plays all the sound bites and all the music on the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Roberto. His last name is Flores. You can follow him at Raider underscore Rob 24. Was it Ali Fraser? And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Well, has it been decided? It's not official yet until one of the NBA official insiders puts it out there, but it is being reported by some that Dwayne Wade has decided on what he is going to do. I know you're dying to hear what a washed-up NBA player is going to do. Uh, but the report is that Dwayne Wade is going to sign a one-year contract to continue playing professional basketball with the Miami Heat. And oh, this is oh boy, this is if this is true, you can expect a full Maller monologue on this. D Wade planning to retire at the end of the season, which means a victory lap around the NBA for Dwayne Wade. Every town he goes to, he's going to take a bow. Uh, you know I love that. You, I, I can't get enough of that. The victory lap. Oh, my God. Is he going to give it an acceptance speech when he gets all the goodies in every city? Wait till he gets to Dallas. He ought to thank the referees in Dallas. Remember that NBA Finals? Every time Dwayne Wade, they, they breathed on him. It was a foul. Every single time there. Right, uh, some reaction to the Maller monologue, which was a few minutes ago we talked about Kyle Kuzma, who thinks people are underestimating the Lakers. Now, barbecuing Len backs up my point here. He says 2010 is to 2001, meaning uh, you start counting from 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. So I was correct. The new decade started in 2011. You tried to catch me on that, Roberto, but I am right, and my math expert – uh, I learned arithmetic from Barbecuing Len. And he actually follows up on that right now. Hello, Barbecuing Len. Wow. You know, that's my favorite subject, numbers. I crunch numbers. I'm not good with words. I'm not good at spelling and all that. Numbers are my... Which, which says off. a lot, Len, about you calling the show up as one of our worst cars. If only we could just give you math. If we gave you math questions, you'd be really good, right? Yes. All right. What is uh, seven times nine? What is it? Go ahead. 
Seven times nine. Hold on, that's six three. I almost had to put my hands down so that I could do that that hand thing. You I, gave me an easy one. Yeah, I, I did. I did give you an easy. Yeah, I give you an easy one. All right, uh, Roberto, give him a math problem. Go ahead, Roberto. What do you got? A hundred times a hundred. Oh, come on, Roberto. Come on, man. Oh, that's just adding a couple zeros. Right? Hello? Yeah? That's just adding a couple zeros, oh, right? See, Roberto, you ruined it, Roberto. You said, huh? Add a couple. Fun. All right. I, I, th- anything else, Lynn? You got anything else? All right, fine. Yeah, you're not. We, uh, thank you. Let's go to, oh, Chef Brett has something for the talent show. If you just turned the radio on, where the hell you been? Uh, but we're going to have a talent show coming up next week. At the end of next week, we're doing a talent show. And we so far, we've had one person try out on the air, Weed Man Hippie. We gonged him. He's not in the talent show. Uh, we, Weed Man has to come up with a better song. But let's say hello to Brett. Hello, Brett. Hey, Big Ben. How you doing? Thank you, sir. What, now, what's your talent? What do you, what do you have here? What's your skill that you're going to provide us? Well, uh, if if it would please the masses, I would like to leave that towards the end. I do have uh, a couple things I'd like to okay. ask you in the meantime. All right. Uh, as a fe- to- as a fe- and I'm more of a baker than a chef. I I've gotten into baking lately. My wife has uh, gotten me into that. But but you're a chef. But we both we're culinary experts. But how can I help you? What I want to know is, uh, you know, I was I was driving around town, and I know that the I'm not sure how how well you are. Uh, adapt in Las Vegas culture, but mo- many of the streets are named after uh, big-time people that have been in Vegas uh, or contributed to Vegas. And I'm thinking that very soon they're going to name a street, maybe a highway after Tiger Woods, with all the money that he's going to be dumping, with all of these, all this free money that's coming here. He, he's going to have a a parkway or a highway involved. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you, you're, of course, referring to the fact that the people that bet on golf, the casual consumer, always bets on Tiger Woods because the, he's the only one they know who he is. Everyone else is like, who's Brooks Kepka? Who the hell's that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, watching watching the the last day of coverage, I saw Jim Nance and his, his color commentary. If I had a nickel for every time that if he makes this, the crowd is gonna go wild. Oh yeah! Well, it's, it's the it's, first it's time gonna... I can I can. Well, it's not the first. As with Tiger, it's always like this. But I I recall over the weekend I was reading a story on the major, and it said Tiger Woods just misses out, finishes in second, and then the next line was the guy that won <laughs> was Kepka. Yeah, they, they, was, he wasn't even the he, he wasn't even the like, lead. What the wise guys want is 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 for him to yeah go ahead and. On the last day, get into the top, I don't know, top 30 Yeah, that are tied for second and third. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no listen, the, the Tiger Woods sycophant, I hear from them all. They're like, oh, you said he would never win another major. And I'm like, well, he hasn't won another major. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. Meanwhile, r- we're building highways for him Yes, over here because, you know, that's going to happen. And might I, might I add, Brad, is, you know, you live in Vegas, but I visit a lot, and anyone knows that if you – First of all, locals don't go to the Strip other than if they work there. But if you go to Vegas, the way to get around is to never drive on the Strip. You go on all those side streets that are named after all those big wig people that have dumped 
a lot of money over here. Exactly. Yeah, That's exactly. the way you do it, man. You, you don't get to go down Dean Martin Drive and bring Sinatra away. That's right. That's they just a... really uh, introduced uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Drive uh, just recently yeah. this year. All right. We have great. limited time here, but you, you would like to be part of the talent show. Now, what is your skill? Yeah, well, uh, I wanted to do a, uh, a better singing uh, aspect than uh, Mr. The... Weedman Hippie. So Although I, I really respect him, but uh, there's no would, need there's no need to respect him. All right, so you would like to sing. Now, are you a trained musician? I am not. Did you but, ever uh, sing I, like as a kid when you were in school or uh, church? Well, or I was in band for eight years. But, oh, uh, band. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, hold on. Uh, I will. We'll consider that. Do we need to hear him sing, Eddie? Or I think we're we're short on time right now. But did Coop uh, screen him for I, his singing abilities? I don't know. No idea. No, when he initially called, he didn't say anything about the talent show. Then he DM'd me and said that he wanted to. Uh, just, so I haven't heard anything. Okay. No, we need to hear him sing a little bit. We don't have time for that right now. We also need a contestant for too much or not enough because we got to get to that. Also, Roberto's wall of uh, whatever it is. We'll get to that as well. Uh, Mom, i tell you from the Geico studio. So call up if you want to be in the game show at 877-99 on Fox. Right now, though, Eddie Garcia is here, and he'll give you the latest. Eddie? Well, Ben, in baseball games of note, we had the A's edging the Mariners 3-2. Oakland is now just one game back of Houston for the AL West lead with the Astros losing to the Rockies 5-1. As for Seattle, they fall three and a half back of Oakland for the final wildcard spot in the American League. Brewers blank the Cubs 7-0. Milwaukee's now two back of Chicago for the NL Central lead. It was the Braves over the Marlins 10-6. Ronald Acuna hit two home runs in the win. He's got a home run in five straight games and eight home runs in his last eight games. Atlanta now leads the NL East by two on Philadelphia. Philadelphia Phillies fall to the Red Sox 2-1 for Boston. Rick Porcello gets his 15th win of the year to tie for the Major League lead. College football, the University of Maryland announced its accepted responsibility for the death of player Jordan McNair, who died in June following a heat stroke at practice. Head coach DJ Durkin is still on paid leave. In the NFL, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger is being evaluated for a concussion after a collision with an offensive lineman in practice on Tuesday. The support brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, veteran wide receiver Des Bryant will be in Cleveland on Thursday. The Browns have confirmed. Bryant also confirmed that this would be his first of several different teams he'll be visiting. Cleveland, though, number one on the list. That's a lie. Now, Browns head I coach. I don't believe that at all. I don't either. I now, believe what's going to happen is Des Bryant's going to sign with the Browns and then say he called off all of the visits because yeah. he has. No I other agree. visits. You don't go to the Browns first. Well, however, you go to them last. Browns head coach Hugh Jackson said, quote, it's not a given they'll sign Dez when he comes in on Thursday. Both sides have to have a comfort level. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> Dez Bryant could have an emotional collapse, and the Browns would still beg him to sign a contract. Okay, come on. You know, Hugh Jackson's trying to be the tough guy there. He's like, oh, yeah, we don't need, you know, it's a, that a game of uh, cat and mouse. Like, well, we really don't need him. You know, we, we've got good players here. He's got to want to show that he wants to be a Cleveland Brown. People are hallucinating is what they're doing. All right, thank you for that, Eddie. It is the Ben Mather Show. We will not cause any bloating, gassiness, or fatigue by listening to the show unless you eat foods that cause those kind of illnesses here. Uh, we are moments away from too much or not enough. If you would like to play, uh, well, call now. You know the number. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free 
Rayquaza. Let's play the game. Here we go. Hit that button right there. Hit that button. There you go. Right there. That's the one. It's the game. Which game is it? We'll find out right now. Here we go. Very exciting. Do a little tap dance here and wait for Roberto to find the right uh, the right image. Yeah, we're playing too much or not enough. That's what we're doing. That's the game. That's the schedule. We're following. We're following the schedule. Here, hit the button right there. Go hit that button. Do 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 do. Did I blindside someone? What, what happened? We changed the schedule here, and we're not supposed to play the game. We played every game, every week at the same time for ten years. All right, too much or not enough. Let's play the game right it's now. It's another Ben Maller yeah, game. We haven't right. too many of these. Is it too much or not enough? Enough already. Too much or not enough? Well, Coop didn't give me a contestant, so we'll have Weed Man play the game, I guess. Oh, He's standing by. Uh, Coop put people on hold, but not to play the game. What's going on, Weed Man? He's not even listening. Welcome to my world. He's not even listening. Who is this? Hello? This is Lisa. How did we get Lisa on the phone? Lisa, would you like to play too much or not enough, Lisa? Yes, how do you play? All right. Turn the radio all the way up. I don't think it's loud enough. We like the ambient noise in the background. It makes for great talk radio. Uh-oh. Uh, oh, Coop not prepared. He doesn't have the questions. Uh, Roberto didn't have the open, and we don't have a contestant. Other than that, the segment's going very well. This is very, very good. Well. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hang up on you. Uh, let's get rid of you. Barbecuing Len, are you there, Barbecuing Len? Would you like to play the game, Len? You called back for some reason. We thought we hung up on you. Yeah, you're talking about numbers still. <laughs> oh, I'm going to hang up on you. Eddie, would you like to play the game, Eddie? Sure, I'm here, Ben. All right, we'll play the game with Eddie Garcia. First like time, to, long time. I'd like to take I'd like to take back what I said there about this show not causing bloating and gassiness and fatigue because I have all those things. I have all of those things that I am I'm feeling the effect of. All right, now that we've done that, let's see here. Let's just pick a random line. Uh, line six. Hello, you're on the air line. Uh, all right, we'll hang up on that. <laughs> this is a Welcome disaster. Back, Welcome I'm back. Turn off your radio. I am drowning. Line two, are you there, line two? Hello, line two. This is TJ. Hello, TJ. Oh, thank God, TJ. You're like a voice from the heavens. All oh, right, uh, uh, TJ, would you like to play, TJ? Yes? In, yes, I would. All right, very good. Where are you at, TJ? Tell the guy in Beaver Dam. Rochester, New York. Beautiful. I recognize your voice. All right. Well, TJ, tell the guy in Beaver Dam what you do for a living. I'm a sales guy, Ben. Semi-retired, but still at it, sort of. Yeah. Once a sales guy, you're always a sales guy. You always Absolutely. Wanna, wanna make Absolutely. That, make that money. Oh, yeah. Well, good luck. You uh, go three three out of five. Now, who won last week? James in Minnesota. So this is the James in Minnesota edition of Too Much or Not Enough. Good job by James. He swept the board. Question number one, the Atlanta Braves have scored in double digits 22 times this season. TJ in Rochester, is that too much or not enough? Mm, I'm going to say not enough. Says so not enough. Is he right? <laughs> no, the answer was too much. They have scored double digits 15 times. That is tied for the most in the major leagues, but it is not at 22. So you're 0 for 1. That's all right. We've seen people come from back uh, from further <laughs> behind. All right, TJ, question number two. There are only five players that have scored more career points than Carmelo Anthony without appearing in the NBA Finals. Too much or not enough? 
too much. The man says too much. Is TJ right? You can put it on the board. Yes. Good job by you. There are only two, Dominique Wilkins and Alex English, the old Denver Nuggets back in the day. All right, question number three. You're tied up one win apiece, one win, one loss. Question three, Max Scherzer has had seven-plus strikeouts through three innings three times this season for the Nationals. Too much or not enough? Not enough. Is he right? That's correct. Scherzer's done it five times. He's going to win the Cy Young Award, much to the chagrin of Mets fans, but he's going to win the Cy Young Max Scherzer. Question number four, Alex Cora is the fourth rookie manager to guide a team to 50-plus games over 500. Doing it with the Red Sox this year. Is that too much or not enough? Too much. He says that's too much. All right, that's this is for the win. That's that's the winner. Good job by you. He's only the second manager to do so. Ralph Houck back in the day with the Yankees in 1961. So good job by you, TJ in Rochester. You were paying attention. You heard me drowning on the air. You saved me from drowning. And I got a golden ticket. That's right. And you get a golden ticket. All right. Thank you, TJ. Good job by you, man. All right. Thank you, Big Ben. All Take right. care, babe. Good, good luck on the next big. Oh, see, that's like a real sales guy, babe. That's a sale. That's an old school sales guy. Loving you, babe. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. All right, we'll press on. We are going to have a new segment on the show. Should I give the name of it? I started. I'm not going to even give the name of it. All right, Roberto, we, we rest in peace, romance with Roberto. It's a new bit, and it is next. The only thing better than listening to the Ben Maller Show live on the radio is to hear it again at your convenience on demand. The Ben Maller Show podcast is moving up the charts, unless it's not. Support our little radio show by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and giving us five stars. It'll help keep the show growing and pacify our bosses. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Turn up the lights. Find something else. It's time for Roberto's Wall of Drops. Play it now. Each week, our tech plays three drops that should be used more. Then you decide which one stays in rotation on his digital wall. So, uh, you get to help Roberto build a wall. Answer that question. Since he was 15 years old, Ben Maller has been spouting on FSR. Royals having their problems on the road. I'm Ben Maller. And you need to talk more. Not a problem for Ben. Thousands of good drops to choose from. Buck, 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 chicken. I'm the doctor. They're drafting of Robert Nickamjian. Here's Roberto's Wall of Drops. Yeah, it is time now for Roberto's Wall of Drops, as you heard there. Bad Roberto, day. Ben. Roberto. Yeah, there you Roberto's. go. Roberto. Man, all right. Uh, boy, that imagery guy. All right, anyway, uh, here's how it's going to work. Each week at about this time, our friend Roberto is going to pick three Maller show drops out of the archive. We have literally hundreds of sound bites we've collected from listeners and callers. Over the years here and stupid things we've said on the air. A lot of my drops, of course, are edited. I don't actually use those things. I don't say those things. I'm a professional broadcaster. Uh, But these will be three drops that are not used often enough. But you can help change that. Now, after Roberto plays this week's drop, I will put up a poll on Twitter, at Ben Maller, for the next 24, 48 hours or so. And you can vote for your favorite out of the three. Now, we're going to announce the champion 
tomorrow at about this time. And then Roberto will add that winner to the wall of drops, his own wall of drops. He's got right in front of him this big board of all these sound bites, and it'll get into regular rotation. So you will actually affect the sound bite that we pick here. So uh, without further ado here, Roberto, it is time now. What are our three drops this week, El Roberto? Here we go. People wanted more drops, Ben, so we gave them more drops. All right. What do we have? first one we have is right here. If you're going to be my radio pimp, I need to get better paid. <laughs> oh, that's our friend Tammy. Oh, Tammy. Tammy from Montana. Hey, where are the white women at? I don't, I don't even remember that one. Play that again. Can I hear that? Yeah, again? of course. All right, if you're going to be my radio pimp, I need <laughs> to get better paid. Okay. You were a pimp. <laughs> yes. Get in line, Tammy. Get in line. Okay. Uh, that's. I don't. I don't really remember that much either. I think. I don't think that was that long ago. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think that was more recent. Uh, and then we have. Oh, now what's next? What, what do we have? Here? All right. Here we got. Uh, Hollering James. Oh, Hollering James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a classic. <laughs> oh, man. I heard that. I couldn't believe it was real, man. Yeah, that's either that or a beached whale, a uh, dying whale. Uh, yeah, that's that's well, that was one of the great tonight. snores in radio history. We went back to him for about an hour and a half, and every time we went back, we, sometimes we would pause, and then it was this build buildup like I a get, volcano, Roberto. And, and I... I couldn't believe that was real, man. I, yeah, that's hollering James, man. That's play that. Yeah. I want to hear that. Yeah, this is we're not, this is not edited. This no. was an actual yeah. drop from a caller, our friend hollering James from Minnesota. Listen, let's play it again. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's pretty good. Let's hope he's seen the doctor. It's going to be hard to to trump that. But let, uh, what do we have last year? And What's the, the last? Last one we have. Uh, uh, who was it that requested uh, more drops from uh, Genie? Oh, several people. Yeah, several people. Yeah, so, yes, yes. So here we have one Including from Genie. Tammy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Baby, you want to hang out with me? You better get me that good stuff. Uh, one thing about our wow. friend, the, the late, great Genie in Medford, she always knew where the good stuff was. She always knew. Our friend Genie. Oh, the cheap stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. Quantity over quality, but that's all right. <laughs> I love hearing Jeannie's voice. Play, I haven't heard her voice in, uh, enough lately. Let's play it again. I want to hear that. Baby, you want to hang out with me? You better get me that good stuff. <laughs> oh, that's great. My favorite part is the is the wheeze that you can hear as she breathes in to say the next part. <laughs> <laughs> that was the beauty of uh, of Jeannie. Well, there were so many things that, that were wonderful about our friend uh, Jeannie. And, and what a great job by the Mallard Militia, raising all that money to help Jeannie out. Oh, that's and, uh, awesome! It was awesome. Uh, it was so so wonderful. Uh, I I tried to tell her the last time I talked to Jeannie. I tried to say you don't realize how many people love you when you call the show and how many people's lives you you touch. You work overnight or can't sleep, and I think she kind of figured it out a little bit at the end there. But all right, so those are the three drops. Yes, uh, Roberto. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so. People okay. want uh, our Mallard Militia wanted more drops, and we we gave them more drops, man. Okay, so it's Roberto's wall of drops. Those are the three this week. Tammy, the radio pimp, that was drop number one. Hollering James, sleep apnea. I don't think that'll fit on Twitter. And Jeannie, give me that good stuff. And so I'll put it up, Roberto. Who do you think is going to win? I'm going with Jeannie. Yeah, Jeannie's got to be the favorite. But Hollering James and Tammy both very good as well. We'll find out who's going to win. It is never too early for a great debate, even if it's about a award that will be given out months from now in baseball. 
But that's going on. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. It's all you have to. It's very simple. Uh, so we begin here this particular hour with the dog days of baseball. We had a mild Donnybrook. It was more of a slap fest between the Giants and Dodgers. And uh, we mentioned that earlier. If you go back and hear the podcast, full Maller monologue on that. But Nick Huntley, the Giant catcher, honoring the douchebag ways of the unwritten rules of baseball. And Yasiel Puig was frustrated with himself. And Nick Hundley was upset with Yasiel Puig, and one thing led to another. They both got ejected. It was your typical baseball shenanigans. Uh, but there is, there's other stuff going. One of the stories last uh, 24 hours or so uh, has been about the National League Cy Young Award. Now, we have the haves and the have-nots. We know who the playoff teams are likely going to be, with the exception of one or two and who the teams that are positioning themselves for the top pick in the 2019 MLB draft are. And it's, it's the same thing. You've been around long enough to see it here. The teams that are in contention sell the fact that they have a chance to make the playoffs. The teams that aren't in contention are selling the false hope of the future. Young players, big dreams of contending in the future, blah, 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 blah. Uh, or you can take the path of the New York Metropolitans. Now, what have the New York Metropolitans decided? They are selling hardware. They don't really have many good young players, the Mets. Have not. Have not been able to find that. They have marginal young players, but nothing spectacular, nothing to get all that excited about uh, at all. So you've got that. And now we are told, if you miss this, you, you might not know where I'm going, but the, the crestfallen New Yorkers are cranking up the hype machine and they're jumping on the train. Choo, choo, choo. Yep, they're right there, and they are rallying around Jacob deGrom as he campaigns to win the Cy Young Award. And this is the kind of debate that we have had over the years, and it's more of a recent debate because in days of old, you could not win the Cy Young Award with the kind of a season that Jacob deGrom is having, but the product of the times we live in today, people are trying to prop up deGrom as the Cy Young favorite in the National League. So I want to talk about this, and the question is is simple. Let's pretend that you are a longstanding baseball writer, and if you have to, I think you have to be a writer for 10 years, I think, a BBWAA member, Baseball Writers Association of America, and they are the cartel that gets to decide who wins the awards of baseball, right? They're the ones. And so you, you 10 years, you're a writer, you get to vote. The question is this, does Jacob DeRom get your vote for the Cy Young Award? Now I'm going to go first, and the, the answer is no N to the O, as in no, 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 no. All right, now my thoughts on this, you've got Decode, Pitcher X, and Rubes, and we will tie all this together. Now, 
The first thing that pops in my head when I think about Jacob deGrom and the Cy Young campaign is the obvious state of the Mets. This team was in the World Series a couple years ago. Granted, they lost to the Royals, but they were in the World Series. And the Mets are now a downtrodden, wretched baseball team. They've been that way for several years. And they are circling the wagons while they circle the drain around Jacob deGrom, which is completely understandable. I understand why they're doing it, but I am not going to vote for deGrom, and neither should you. Now, I'm going to make my argument why I'm not voting. You, You have to break down and then decode what it means to win the Cy Young Award. Now, the definition of the Cy Young, it's an annual award to the outstanding pitcher in each league of the major leagues. Now, this is where we get into parsing words, right? Your definition of the word outstanding. What does that mean to you, outstanding? Now, other adjectives that I can use, and you can use them as well, for outstanding. You could use the word excellent. Marvelous is another adjective for outstanding. Amazing. Eye-catching. All of those things. Now, can you use those words to describe a a pitcher who's got a a record of seven wins and seven losses? I don't think that's eye-catching. It's not amazing. It's not marvelous. But the yeah-but crowd checks in. Well, yeah, but it's not his fault. The bets are bad. This is where you have to be the grown-up here. This is where you have to be the adult and say that, that when you do the arithmetic, that winning has to matter. It has to matter. And I'm not going to fall victim to the New York media machine. I'm not going to do it. And neither should you. Right? Not in my world. Right? I understand there's going to be a, a full onslaught of all your senses being overwhelmed with propaganda about Jacob deGrom and woe is me, you should feel bad for him and what a sob story and he's got to win the Cy Young. I wouldn't even put deGrom in my top three. On my bat, I don't have him in my top three. As of today, we're at the midway point of the month of August. I got Max Scherzer, Aaron Nola, and Zach Greinke, all of them ahead of Jacob deGrom. Of the Mets. Now, Scherzer's going to win it. 15-game winner, ERA of 2.19. He's allowed nine more runs than DeGrom. Nine more runs in 9.2 innings of extra work for Max Scherzer. How about Aaron Nola? Now, Aaron Nola, because he doesn't blow people away and have gaudy strikeout numbers, people overlook him. He's not a household name because he plays for the Phillies, even though the Phillies are good. This year, they're not thought of as one of the glamour teams. Aaron Nola has an ERA of 2.28. I put him ahead of Jacob deGrom and his shiny 1.88 ERA. I've got Zach Greinke. He's only won 12 games, but he's got an ERA of three pitching in that band box in Arizona. So all three of those guys ahead of the Mets pitcher. And the second thing here, now many of the Jacob deGrom apologists they point to the shining example of Felix Hernandez as the Cy Young winner from back in the day. That is the path for Felix. You know That Felix Hernandez path is the same path that DeGrom has to go down when Hernandez won the Cy Young years ago. And I remember sitting here in the same very chair behind the same microphone debating at that point was with Steve DeSager, and we were debating, and DeSager was like, oh, yeah, Felix should win the Cy Young. I was like, no, 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 no. 
Now, that year, Felix Hernandez won 13 games. He was not an all-star that year. The, the year that he won the Cy Young Award, it was like 2010, I think it was, uh, he, won the Cy, he, he won the Cy Young Award. He wasn't an all-star. The Mariners that year went 61-101. and 101. They lost over 100 games. And in the 34 starts that Felix Hernandez had that year for Seattle, the Mariners were 17 wins and 17 losses. So they were 500 teams. So they went from a 100-loss team to a 500 team, so they improved by 20 games. Now, how does that relate to Jacob deGrom? deGrom is 7-7. Seven and seven. That's his overall record. A 1.81 ERA was an All-Star. He started the All-Star game, I believe. I know he, was, he came in after that, but the, the, the Mets are bottom feeders. Right? The, the Metropolitans, in, in the 24 starts for deGrom this year, they're 10-14. and 14. Now, that's more of a product of having bad players and all that. I got it. They don't score a lot of runs. But that's one of the ingredients into the Cy Young Award. It's outstanding, but how can you be outstanding when you're surrounded by vomit? Now, the idea that DeGrom is in the conversation shows you that this is the era that we're in in baseball. The obsessed fan base with statistics, everything matters but wins and losses. And as the late, great Tony Phillips once ranted to me in the bowels of the Big A, after the Angels had lost the game, wins and losses, wins and losses, wins and mother bleeping losses. That's all you care about. It's a famous quote from, from Tony Phillips, the former baseball player back in the day, the late Tony Phillips. Uh, but I'll give you an old school example. Uh, barbecuing Len called up earlier. He says it's all about numbers and all that stuff. Fine. Let me give you an example here of how times have changed. All right, And you can rationalize anything. You can, you can rationalize anything when you put the right numbers out there. I'm going to give you an old-school example. Let's call this person Pitcher X. Pitcher X, we're going to call him, led the National League in earn-run average, strikeouts, fielding independent pitching. I don't even know what that is. It's called FIP. I think they just made that up. Uh, ERA plus, Ks to walks, that's strikeouts to walks, and hits per nine innings. This pitcher had an 8-16 and 16 record, but again, led the National League in ERA, led the National League in strikeouts in several other categories. Pitcher X finished that particular year fifth in the Cy Young voting. But again, all the key numbers right there. Number one, number one, number one, number one, number one, number one. That pitcher was a member of the 1987 Houston Astros who won 78 games. That pitcher's a Hall of Famer, the all-time strikeout king, Nolan Ryan. That's right, Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan made 34 starts for the Astros that year, had an ERA that led the National League in 1987, an ERA of 2.76. The Astros were 12-22 and 22 in Nolan Ryan's 34 starts. They couldn't score when he was on the mound. Now, I realize we're going with the hot tub time machine back to a different era, but in that era... Wins did matter, right? They did matter. It mattered. It mattered for generations. Now it doesn't matter. And then Al Gore invented the internet, and all you know, all hell went. You know, we went everywhere, and you know, baseball wonks they lost their way. They lost. Think about where we've gone from that point to where we are now, where there are people campaigning for Jacob Degrom on a brutally bad, boring Mets team, who's got seven wins to win the Cy Young because he's got the good numbers elsewhere. It's ridiculous. 
Now, the last thing here, Mickey Calloway, who I am told is the Mets manager, you don't need to learn who the Mets manager is because it's a revolving door, as we say about the Cleveland Browns coaching job, but Mickey Calloway is campaigning that wins and losses don't matter. The Mets manager is saying that wins and losses don't matter. Ma- matter. And Now, I thought about this, and I actually had an epiphany uh, when I was driving in here to the Geico Studios of Fox Sports Radio, and the epiphany was this. If you manage the Mets, or if I manage the Mets, we would both also say that wins don't matter. Because when you manage the Mets, most of the time, you're not winning a bunch of games. You play to win the game. Unless you manage the Mets, and then wins and losses shouldn't matter for things like the Cy Young Award. Why even keep score? Right? Why even bother? Let's just keep the strikeout totals. We'll keep the earned run totals, but we won't keep the final score. It's ridiculous is what it is. You expect the Mets manager to be a cheerleader for the Garam. I, I get that. Dry humping guys is something that I feel very strongly about. I understand. You're the Mets manager, but that's not the story, all right? That is not the I, I did get a kick out of many of the Metropolitans trying to sell, and, and this was actually, some of this was from Mickey Calloway and other people around the Mets, the New York media machine, selling the fact that DeGrom has had a lot of high-stress pitches and innings because the Mets don't score a lot of runs for him. Now, keep in mind, who the, what kind of rubes are buying this? Right? The Mets, if it wasn't for the Marlins, the Mets would be in last place. Remember when the Mets were 11-1? They were playing 9-17 baseball to start the year. First 12 games, they were 11-1. Greatest start in Mets history. You know, that was on April 13th. The Mets record since then. 39 and 65. They have the worst record in the National League. Take that for data. Bam. There you go. How many stress innings? Does it really matter? Like, the, if the, a stress inning is when you're pitching in a pennant race and you have to win the game to get into a playoff spot. That's a, a high stress inning. A random Wednesday night when the Mets are playing the Marlins and the Mets happen to score one run in five innings of the Grom. That's not high stress. It's not. Again, who's buying this? I can go on and on here, but I better stop. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. The people that are buying that are the um, what? the analytics nerds. Oh, they're all over it, man. Yeah. They are they were triggered. Triggered. They need their blankie Eddie is what they need. These guys are very uh, upset. Yeah, I saw an impassioned uh speech of why DeGrom is clearly no. the Cy Young yes. Award winner this year by someone on the MLB network. I won't name who it was, but he is all about those analytics and all those yeah. numbers and whatnot. Just to think about Nolan Ryan that year I mentioned with all those numbers and all those glorious numbers and didn't win the Cy Young. There, there would be people, if that happened today, oh, my God, they'd be marching around. I don't even have DeGrom in my top three, Eddie. I mentioned that in the monologue there. I got Scherzer, Aaron Nola, and Zach Greinke, all of them ahead of Jacob Yeah, I, I think DeGrom. the only wow. time you would have a player who's having great individual success but his team is just awful is if there were no other real candidates for the, for the award, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. If, if if you've got no one else that's really having a good year, and this guy's clearly 
despite the record of his team having a great individual season, then I could understand it. But but it could happen, though. You remember uh, A-Rod winning the MVP with that terrible Texas those, That's thing. the exception of the rule, though. That, that shouldn't be the rule. I mean, the, the Scherzer's having a better year. You're talking about nine runs difference. Are you going to give – and Scherzer – now, the Nationals are not really a playoff team either, but they're better than the Mets. <laughs> if you want to you judge things by that, you look at your standings, at least there's a path, not much of a path, the Nationals are playing 500. They're eight games back. The Mets are 16 and a half games out of the division. And you, you look at your wild card standings in the National League, and the Nationals are only six games out of a wild card spot, while the Mets are 14 and a half out. So, anyway, again, we're giving you more numbers. Lots of numbers. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Now, later this hour, we're going to have password, the word game of the stars. We'll take a bunch of these phone calls. At 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. I'm going to call this one intentional kindness. Intentional kindness. We'll get to that. It's a Maller conspiracy theory you're only going to hear on the Ben Maller Show. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. You can't lick your own elbow, travel at light speed, or sneeze with your eyes open. However, you have the power to increase the audience of the Ben Maller Show. Tweet, Instagram, and Facebook post about the show. Don't be bashful. Tell your friends and family about our distinct program. Tell bad new listeners like yourself. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We're going to have Password, the word game of the stars coming up later this hour. The Husky fan, Kent, says, maybe I'm getting old. Anytime you start a sentence, maybe I'm getting old, the answer is always yes. Uh, he says, maybe I'm getting old, but there's too much rap music being played to lead, as lead-in music, he says. Well, I tune out well, no, I tune out all the lead-in music. I tune it all out. I'm only worried about me. I'm only worried about the parts that I talk. That's what I'm concerned about. Uh, let's say a I little. I think he's too old. He's too old? All right, so. Yeah. Roberto. But the Roberto. the new flavor on the imaging, I've noticed a little. Have you noticed a little change, a little little twist? I noticed a little something. Roberto, have you noticed Eddie, What I'm talking about? When he, well, when it comes to Roberto, yes. Well, that and it sounds a little it's a little different to me. I, I hear the nuance as a trained broadcaster. I hear the nuance. <laughs> I do. It's not helpful. Wait, wait, wait. That's <laughs> not. What's that, Kubala? So this this guy on on Twitter, just some random guy, sure. The the that's vague. No, no, the the guy you were talking about, the the Husky fan. Oh that, yeah, Kent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he thinks now there's too much rap music being played as leading music. Where, has he been listening for the past two plus years that Apparently Danny G not. was? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I I don't. I'm just I don't shoot the messenger, man. I'm just telling you what the people say. I, like I said, he's probably too old. He doesn't even know what wow. rap or alternative music is, probably. Offended. How dare you? You're offending P1s. Let's go to Angry Bill, who's up next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Angry Bill. What about a nine-year-old girl? Answer that question. How's my best bud doing? Stop, I was, stop that. I'm really, I'm, I missed you bad, that's, Ben. That's I a lie. Just, yeah. Brian did a great job, but I, I, really, I really missed that's you. That's incorrect. But, I Oh, I would have done it a lot longer than that. But, Ben, I hate to, maybe, hate to maybe, jog maybe, your memory maybe, back maybe to last year. 50 years ago, yeah. Go ahead, yes. I, I hate to jog your memory back to last year, but this is the exact time 
that the Dodgers went into their deep tailspin for 20 or 30 games. Yes, it was so bad, and they got to the World Series. It was a horrific run. And, yes, uh, but and, this year is going to be different. But, so, you, you, well, hold on a second. so you think this year is going to be different? No, it's not going to be different. Oh. Three, three. Your so they'll get to the World having... Series. All right, good, done. I'm happy with that. Why don't you let me finish? Well, because you're trying to your compare. Guys. You're trying to compare last year to this year, but last year ended up with the National League pennant, and they got the game no, seven. Yeah, I wasn't Series. comparing. I was giving you facts. Yeah, you no, you were comparing last season to this season. That's a false correlation. Yeah. Okay. Well, three of your players are having career years aren't having career years. You're one guy that's having doing a good job, which has surprised me. Was Kemp. He, over the last 30 games, he's batting 176, okay? Oh, no, Kemp, Kemp's going, a, I never believed in Matt Kemp. I was he, on Matt Kemp in spring training. They he got they got half a season out of him. Matt Kemp's a marginal to bad ball fan, player. Fan, and, fantastic. And they, did a great uh, job. I called that but, one in spring training. The problem is you don't have one pitcher that has nine wins. Pitching is the name of the game, as you know. The pitching staff is garbage. You have a... A delicate little flower closer <laughs> in the bullpen. The delicate little flower stops pitching the, because he has a regular now, heart. Beat. Now you claim to know regular. You, it's still beating. You claim to know about baseball. Yes, you like to brag here. I, don't oh, claim I told I'm, you this. I'm a, yeah, I'm a complete expert. But so, so what is the Dod- now? Describe the Dodger pitching again. Go ahead. They are complete garbage. Complete garbage. Nine, they are third in baseball in earn run average, and you just called them complete garbage. They are second in whip, walks, hits, whip, innings pitched. Ben. Ben, uh, keep in your they pants. They don't have a pitcher they're with second, nine wins. They're second in quality you were just starts. You about wins in your uh, Cy Young award. How many teams are there in baseball? How many teams are there? I don't know. Decide what you want. 30. There's 30 teams. All right. Out of those 30 teams... The Dodger pitching staff collectively, and I will agree, the bullpen's been an embarrassment. They've been a disgrace to the Dodger uniform the last week or so, or the last couple weeks. The the collective batting average against fifth in baseball for the Dodgers, in all of baseball, and that's garbage? How do you put a stat on a manager with no heart, the tin man? No, now you change. See, now you're moving the goalposts. Well, what you're doing. The team. You're moving he's the goalposts. We're having a debate here. You're losing quit, the debate, so quit. you're moving it's the goalposts. game. Oh, I don't. I decide I'm not going to bring any pitchers in in a tie game. Well, now you're using my material. That's my trademark rant. That's my material. I was the (laughs) one that ranted about Kike Hernandez, not you. Tin man. Tin man. He's a complete Uh, uh, tin man. Okay? I hope the Dodgers season goes just like last year and they win the National League pennant. That would be great. Let me tell you how it's going to go. Oh, yeah. This ought to be good. Your manager, the good news is he's going to get fired. (laughs) He's going to get fired. Yeah, yeah. The bad news, they're going to bring in Dusty Baker. Nah, that's not, that, that is not going to happen. You, you know nothing. I like Dusty Baker and all that. He seems like a cool guy. He's a very sociable guy. He has no chance. The Dodgers are being run with the dogma of stat-based. By the front office. The supercomputer. Dusty Baker, by his own words, thinks he will never manage again because of the bias against baseball people not a racial bias. It's a bias against people that are just like old school and don't you know, don't have the supercomputer on their lap and the tablet out, and those guys are frowned upon in baseball. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox has a win for me. That's a loss for Angry Bill. Uh, he loses that debate. We're going to have Password coming up here in a little bit. Also, we will get to intentional kindness. We'll get to that. Some ulterior motives in play there. Right now, though, from the Geico Studios, Eddie Garcia will give you the latest. Eddie? 
Ben, let's start with some Major League Baseball games of note with the Diamondbacks beating the Rangers 6-4. Arizona still holds a one-game lead on Colorado atop the NL West. Rockies kept pace with a 5-1 win over the Astros. Colorado's also a game and a half out of that final wildcard spot in the National League. Giants beat the Dodgers 2-1. LA's Yasiel Puig and San Francisco's Nick Hundley were ejected in the seventh inning after an altercation. As for the result of the game, that's five losses in a row for LA. They are two back in the NL West and two and a half back in the NL wildcard race. Cardinals won their seventh in a row beating the Nationals 6-4. St. Louis is now one game back in Philadelphia for that final wildcard spot in the National League. Phillies lost to the Red Sox 2-1. College football, the University of Maryland announced it accepted responsibility for the death of player Jordan McNair, who died in June following a heat stroke at practice. Head coach DJ Durkin is still on paid leave. NFL News, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger is being evaluated for a concussion after a collision with one of his offensive linemen in practice. This report brought to you by True Car Online Car Shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben Buffalo Bills running back LaShawn McCoy finalized eviction proceedings against his ex-girlfriend. This also after uh, Decelia Corden filed a personal injury lawsuit against McCoy and his former University of Pittsburgh teammate Demarcus Porter in connection with that July 10th home invasion in which Corden was beaten and robbed of jewelry. Now, Bills general manager Brandon Bean said no evidence has come to light to alter McCoy's status with the team amid allegations that he also severely disciplined his son and beat his dog. So does that mean either this is the perfect crime by Shady McCoy or does that mean he actually had nothing to do with it? How about that? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Now, he did yeah. – I saw a story – I was reading somewhere where he – He's uh, accused the girlfriend or the ex-girlfriend of stealing a pair of Kobe Bryant basketball shoes. Oh, How no. about that? Yeah. Mm. Those are expensive, Ben. Yeah, God forbid. Well, actually, well, they're expensive in value, but the co- production cost is not very much. Speaking of Kobe, did you see Kobe. He, he was at uh, the University of Alabama talking to the football team, apparently. Yeah. Did you see well, that? Cool. Part of his Nike contract, he's got what, you know, he was wearing a swoosh. He'll go to any Nike school, Kobe, right there. Did he talk about that little incident legend. in Colorado and teach the kids you got to have someone there as a witness? On, Did he teach them that? No? I, I don't believe he Come mentioned on, that. No? no? I, I did see. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about. What I read is uh, Kobe, I guess uh, Coca-Cola's investing in some sports drink that Kobe is a uh, part of. Did you see that? I did not see that. Yeah. Is that Mamba Juice or something? What's the... Uh... I don't think it's called Mom. Uh, that would be rather disgusting. <laughs> but I don't. I don't. I'm not familiar with. The, Roberto would still drink. You know the, the number. <laughs> the, the, and Coop probably would too. <laughs> now that I think about it, that whole sports drink market is it's a bit of a bit of a scam. You know the two two drinks that most I'd athletes like drink water. need. Yeah, water and, Ugh, and like water. M- like chocolate milk or something. I, I remember reading a story about before Olympics years ago. It was like at, endurance athletes and, and milk, like chocolate milk. It was, uh, yeah. it was probably from the Milk Council that put it out there, but I, I bought it. I believed it. The two greatest ad campaigns of all time are uh, Diamonds Are Forever and uh, what was the other one? Oh, Breakfast is the Most Important Meal of the Day. Yeah. Those two, those two marketing campaigns are brilliant. Anyway, it's the Ben Mather Show on Fox. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote as we are on the road to the regular season. I'm going to call this one intentional kindness. So the Jets and the Redskins holding joint practices 
And after the practice yesterday, Josh Norman came out, the Pro Bowl defensive back of the Redskins, and he was slobbering all over Sam Darnold, the rookie quarterback out of the University of Southern California for the Jets. Norman waxed poetic about how wonderful Sam Darnold looked. He went on and on with glowing reviews of the Jets' rookie quarterback. He said, Josh Norman, that he didn't expect much. I'm paraphrasing some of this. It's like, whatever, he's just a guy. And then you go out there, Norman said, and you see him making those throws, and they're like, well, you're like, wow, all right. Now, I believe this was an intentional act of kindness. I'm going to tell you why. Because Josh Norman knew that if he fawned all over Sam Darnold, that was going to end up prominently displayed on the tabloids in New York. And sure enough, there was a sub-headline on the New York Post referencing the Josh Norman quote about Sam Darnold. This is good. This intentional kindness, he had ulterior motives. Now, you can't judge anything on a practice. You wait till the game starts. That's when you judge these people. But it was an intentional kindness. And you know, speaking of on the road to the regular season, do you think it's okay to drive stoned? Oh, come on. The truth is your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You are, you're not only putting yourself in danger, but everyone around you. So stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, believe it or not, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. And as their old slogan goes, they will see you before you see them. That's a good slogan. I like that. All right. We'll, we'll press on here. Let's go to Antonio, the champion. One of the great upsets of all time at the end of Damn. last week. Antonio, kid caller from the Bay Area, knocking off the great champion of Balderdash. Hello, Antonio. Uh, there's his voice. Hello, Antonio. Hello. When are you going back to school, Antonio? My, next Monday. Next Monday. Oh, no. One, only a few more weeks here, and we're going to lose Antonio to school. You can still listen. Yeah, it's going to be tough to stay I'm up. I'm still going to call him. Oh, I'm and, still going to call him. No, Anto- I don't, no Antonio. Not a good idea. Yeah. No, because your teacher's going to call. I'm going to I'm gonna be uh, accused of you know, causing bad grades. What kind of grades do you get in school, Antonio? Good grades, usually. You do, you do pretty good? Yes. All right. All right. What are you like a B student, something like that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Listen to me. You, you're allowed to call the show, Antonio. But if you start going down to that C level, I call that the Maller level, then uh, then you're in trouble, and you got to stop calling, okay? Because you gotta you gotta take care of your education. Okay. All right. Well, I got I got a few things to say. Okay, first of all, I think Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. That's a lie. All right. That's yeah, incorrect. No, I no. disagree. All right. Next. Second of all, the reason I'm a true Warriors fan is because when I was three years old, I remember the Warriors drafting Stephen Curry. And third. Oh when he was three. three. Oh, my God. <laughs> Marone. Oh, my God. <laughs> and third of all, I, don't, I would like to face anyone. When I, I don't w- care who it is. Well, you've already beaten the, like the champ. Well, actually, Ben. What? I like 
I would like to face anyone. I don't care who it is in Boulder Dash. Okay. Well, hold on, Antonio. Uh-oh. Y- yes, Cooper. I believe, I believe we may need a rematch, Ben. Uh-oh. Oh, Mia Culpa. Was scoring there a area? scoring area? Well, there was that question where Uh-oh. he chimed in and the answer was Mike Trout, but nobody answered. I did not deduct oh. points from Antonio oh. for for chiming in there. Oh, Coop. Yes. Let me do that PSA over. Do you think it's okay to do a radio show study? <laughs> the truth is your reaction time slow way down when you're high. All right? Don't get behind the microphone with the weed. You have got to be kidding me. <laughs> so what should the score have been? Well, see, the way I see it. Gracious. Antonio was on a run, you know. So we, yeah, he was on a run. We we, we ran out of time. It was a uh, great matchup. I think we I think we need a a, a round two okay. with with a proper amount of a t- uh, time. Are you okay with that, Antonio? I'm fine. With okay, all right. We'll put you on hold. All right, buddy. Hold on I a second. Uh, again. Uh, I wasn't listening, but hold on, and then we'll have you play on Friday. We must get. To a Balderdash. Now, Jason and Ottawa. Password. I see, or, or pass, what did I say? Balderdash? Password. Yeah, we'll get the password. Jason in Ottawa. Now, I see you want to do the CFL report. We don't have time for it right now. Can we do it tomorrow or you can't do it tomorrow? I was time shifting for reading's purposes, but uh, you know what? For the Maller Militia, I will make sure we have a CFL report tomorrow. All right, buddy. Thank you for that. You're doing God's work, Jason. It's very important we hear that. My right, picks. I've got. I'm, I'm going to study tonight on those CFL games. I will have. Some numbers there to back up my picks. We are going wow. to get to shut up. We're going to get the password. We're going to do it. The word game of the stars, and it is next. Almost all talk shows sound the same after a while. Think of us as a sports talk oasis from the mundane. The Ben Maller Show Facebook page is our own unique meeting place with over two billion of our closest friends, most of whom ignore us. Please take a second to like our page. Go to Facebook.com/slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. All right, here we go. Here we go. Attention, everyone. And the password is... Password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. And away we go. It is password time each and every week at about this time we play passwords. Welcome in our contestants for this week's edition of Password. We have our... Combatants lined up. We say hello to Jed, who fled. Hello, Jed. What's going on, Ben? When I was at Troy University after workouts, we drank a souped-up version of chocolate milk, dude. You're always on point. You always know what you're talking about. That's a tremendous job by you backing up my point earlier. And we have Sean in the Hoosier State of Indiana. Hello, Sean. How's it going, Ben? Welcome, Sean. What do you do for a living, Sean? Uh, I'm a lab tech in the chemistry lab. Cool. Like at a school or something like that, or like a business, or yeah, yeah no. Okay. I, mean, I said I two things. And everything, but no, the production lab. Production the lab. Production. I got you. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Uh, all right. Well, good luck to you, Sean. Hold on a sec. And uh, Jed, of course, eats gizzards and all that stuff. We learned that last time he called up. Jed, who would you like to partner up with, Jed? Hey man, man, I'm going to save you from going to the uh, going with a narcotics manufacturer. Apparently, uh, go with you, Ben. Okay. <laughs> Very good. It's me and Jed and Sean. Who would you like to partner up with, Sean? Uh, Eddie. All right, Eddie it is. Very good. He didn't deny it, yes. <laughs> All right, so we have a list of ten words, gentlemen. We start out with ten points for every word. We go down to nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. Then we throw the word out because we get tired. You listening as you drive around or you attempt to 
go back to sleep, whatever it might be, you can play along with the show. Let's get started, Jed. Pick a number between 1 and 10. Three. Word number three. All right. The clue is... Bargain. Negotiate? No. All right, Sean. Ben said bargain. My clue to you is... Discount. Deal? No. All right. Sale? Uh, yes, that's right, Chet. Good job by you. Uh, you got it right. It is a sale. So we... Eight points. Eight points for that. I don't want to give take... Eddie credit, man, but let's get it together. Here we go. Let's get it together. No, a bargain. There's a sale is a, <laughs> a sales a bargain, you yeah. schmuck. He doesn't want to give me credit, but I deserve it. No, I get yeah, I gave, a, I I gave a good clue. Any, I gave a better clue. Good okay? job, Eddie. My clue set up all other clues. You're up, Sean. Pick a number one to ten, but not three. Number one. Number one. E. Numero Z. Well, don't listen Easy. to Ben. Easy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sean, the password for you, the clue is... Recall. Remember? Yes. How about yeah, that? That was, that was easy. That was the easiest board of the board. Into the lead. You don't celebrate oh. easy wins. You Ten don't. To you think Good the Harlem, guys. You think the Harlem Globe trying to celebrate beating the Washington Generals? No. All What's right. the score, yeah, Ben? Yeah, actually, every time they do. All right, you're back up. No, that's incorrect. That's a lie, Sean. All right, go number ahead, Jed. Eight. eight. All right. Word number <laughs> eight. Why? Maybe we should skip that one. Number nine. <laughs> yeah, good point, Coop. Yeah, Coop. Should I do the PSA on the weed thing again? <laughs> all right, all right. All right. <laughs> Just for the record, word number eight that Coop had, which we will not be using, was memory, which <laughs> seems eerily similar to remember. All right. Anyway, you you pick number nine, Jed. Yeah, it's fine. All right, let's go with championship. Trophy? No. That terrible, man. That's a bad job by you, Jet. I got this Koopa Loop problem, dude, to be honest with you. I understand. It's not helping the game. Hmm. All right. Um, Sean, are you familiar with the Maller Maneuver? Oh, don't be using my name like this. Come on. Yes. Okay. Well, ben said championship. Man, Eddie better not have a better clue than you, dude. So we're, we're using the Maller Maneuver. Ben said championship. <laughs> Heavyweight? Okay, maybe I'm not. Um. Ooh, he doesn't know the Mallard Maneuver. We need an answer. Uh, contender. No. Title. Oh, oh yes! Oh, my God! He got it right again! My clues are amazing! It's like Eddie has two partners. <laughs> my hey, clues are amazing! My bad, Eddie. Yeah, I know. He Everyone's talking. Everyone talking at the same time. Uh, title. It's great radio. Title. 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 Uh, okay. All right. Title is where we're really, and Jed got it right. So we man, take the lead. That's it. We're out of time. I, you're, the, you're the man, Ben. That's it. We're out of time. That's uh, it. That's because it. Jed got two answers from Mike. No, no, Mike. I am the winner. No, you're not the winner. Jed and I win. Incorrect. Jed and I win. No, good job. Incorrect. Jed, you get a golden Jed ticket, and, and I get credit no, for the no, win. No, no, no. My clues set up everything. He, he didn't even give him a clue. He I, answered off of my clue, directly clue off of my clue. Team Jetty. We win. My clue started. Another win for Maller. 
If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.